Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. The Savachi syndrome, I'm telling you, I'm like, well, holy shit, that was crazy. Wait for it. Thick and slick. <laughs> What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show, episode number 205. We are in studio here to wrap up round three of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Series from Thunder Valley. I am your host, Travis. In studio with me, the OG co-host, Justin. Hey, buddy. What's up, man? All right, before we get started here, let's thank our sponsors. So first off, our presenting sponsors, Energy Fuel, the best fucking drink out there. Keep yourself fueled, energized, and strong from start to finish. Pick yours up today at CoachRobStore.com. Also presenting the show, Premier Custom Trailers. If you need a trailer, commercial or residential, Premier Custom Trailers has what you need. They work with the best manufacturers in the industry and specialize in all your trailer needs. Sales, service, parts, or rentals, they do it all. PremierCustomTrailers.com, located five minutes south of Kalamazoo on US-131 in Schoolcraft, Michigan. They put the custom in customer service. And our final presenting sponsor, TLR Coatings, Michigan's number one custom powder coating shop. From two-tone wheels to motorcycle frames to small batch production jobs, TLR Coatings will powder coat anything metal the right way. If you're looking for some custom coating, they do that too. TLR Coatings, serving southwest Michigan and the surrounding areas for over five years. Check them out at TLRCoatings.com or on all the major social media networks at TLR Coatings. Also on board with us, <clears throat> Holster Co. We've got the Holster Co. Reload Rant coming up. we got a couple of those. Justin has one. I have one, so we'll talk about those. Uh, Alias Sport, Dirt Bike Depot, JT Cycle, Adept Creative Co., Gutterworks, Isaac Nelson Designs, and Clutch Media. If you guys want to pick up some merch, like the new Dylan Danger Zone shirt here, Make sure to check out the links in the description below. There's Amazon links to help support us, Patreon links to help support us, and the best way you can help support us is like, subs uh, subscribe, comment, and share. Also, we have the podcast, which I'm sure pretty much everybody knows about at this point because those numbers are going up, up, and away, so that's cool. And to start the show here, we have a guest he is friend of the show, sponsored rider. He is brought to you by the Dirt Bike Depot. If you need some new moto gear but don't want to pay those expensive retail prices, shop the Dirt Bike Depot for all your moto gear needs, gear sets, boots, helmets, goggles, and more. They specialize in athlete-only boots as well as tons more items that you can't buy in stores. Follow them on Instagram at Dirt Bike Depot and DM them with any questions you may have. It is also Dirt Bike Depot sponsored rider, the one, the only, Kevin Morans. Hi, buddy. Haven't talked to you in a while. I know it's been a minute, but it's good to be back. Well, I'm glad you came out of retirement like Ryan Dungey, you know, to <laughs> to come back and 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 do some riding, so you can tell us all about the pro motocross series. What'd you say? I said I'm glad you came out of retirement, bro. Okay. Oh, can you hear me now? I can hear oh, you. My. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, great. I'm glad you came out of retirement. Thank you so much for coming coming back, like the Dunge, the Diesel. Oh my God. Indeed, indeed. So, all right, so you've taken a couple weeks off. You did, like, a mega camp or something, helping the kids, giving back, so that was nice. But now we're back to the racing side of things. So entering here at Thunder Valley, let's run through your day. Uh, So long story short, yeah, I didn't jump into the first two outdoors just because I wasn't going to have time to get my bike rebuilt, my suspension off, my suspension rebuilt, got back to me, get some testing in. 
yada, yada, yada. Um, and I had already kind of committed to doing mega camp because I didn't have anything super solidified uh, for outdoors, you know, halfway through Supercross when the mega camp thing was presented to me. So we did that. That actually went really well, which was really cool. And then right after that, I got, can you hear me? Yeah, we're good. Go for it. Keep okay. going. Uh, we're listening. Yeah. Right after that, um, got the motor rebuilt uh, at Bike Works LLC out of uh, Kansas City. Help me with that. Uh, just put a, I mean, it's a stock motor, so we just put a stock piston back in it. Uh, just top in, we'll rebuild, and got my suspension back from Decker Performance. And got about three days in, uh, you know, just riding a, kind of a smooth outdoor track, and then fucking just threw myself right into racing. All right. So, how'd qualifying go yesterday? Um, not too bad. I mean, not great. Let's put be really honest. But same time, my goal coming in because I always struggle with qualifying uh, and being two rounds behind everybody. You know, no, very, very, very minimal. Actually, no practice in ruts because the track that I was kind of riding on was a sand track, so it was just kind of berms. Uh, I was just really didn't want to deal with an LCQ. My realistic goals going into the day was no LCQ and then try to score some points. So we came up positive on the new LCQ, but we came up short on the point situation. Where did you qualify? Because I was at a race yesterday, so I was only half paying attention. 28. Okay. All right. So solid, solidly in there. So that's cool. Yeah. So um, what did you think of the uh, of the new section of the track there at Thunder Valley where they redid it and had all the like switchbacks and short lanes stuff? Um, I actually, I mean, I don't know, man. I liked it because I thought it slowed it down a little bit. It was a little bit more technical, which is cool. Um, it was pretty difficult. It made you, obviously, it's not as easy when you are you have more turns instead of just going straight. Uh, but I did like, because before, when I had ridden there, uh, the biggest thing I'm thinking of is pretty much right after the start, you go over the big Thunder Valley sign, and uh, you come down that hill, turn left, go up, turn right, and you have like that, pretty much that roller that you jump off of and then you come down Mach 12 through like quarter mile long ruts <laughs> that was never super fun so happy that that was kind of gone um but it did some of the changes were a little bit goofy but I, overall i like the track better this year than last year okay um did so on the start on that uh are you first gear are you second gear because i know you have a super so secret i did start i did technique. a second gear i did a second gear start uh, when we had our second qualifying session, we get five minutes of starts and it took off in second, which is what it usually started in. And it bogged real bad. It came back and because Justin Starling came out to help me. And I just uh, I looked at him and I was like, yeah, dude, we're going first year start. He's like, thank goodness. I was terrified that that was already first year. So, yeah, <laughs> we went first year start. OK, so so, yeah, so you do. So you definitely notice it even with a stock bike there that it uh, is down down on power a little bit lots yeah down on power at the same time it's deep and you're going uphill so second gear is not really the move yeah do you uh do you struggle at all with the altitude uh being up there uh no i don't really like suffer from it like when it comes to severely but obviously you get winded a little bit quicker but at the same time like i hadn't raced an outdoor since last year like i hadn't even ridden an outdoor (laughs) since last year so you couldn't even tell if it was worse or not (laughs) plus last time he raced an outdoor national it wasn't even on his bike it was on a factory bike Uh, that's true too so all right cool um so yeah so you and justin starling road trip from your place out there uh for the weekend so what is the uh what's the high point plan here 
Um, I fly out Thursday, and the plan is to get points. Was big. I mean, that's really my only goal at this point is just get in that top twenty and keep fighting forward. How? Uh, who's hauling your bike right now? What? Who? Who's transporting the bike for you? Uh, Rides Unlimited. So ah. I pretty much worked out a deal with them to transport my equipment. Sweet. Well, you better look forward to riding in the mud this weekend, Kev, because it's raining in Mount Morris all week can this you hear week. Me? Yeah, we can hear you. Can you hear us? Oh boy. Oh can boy. you hear me? Yep, we can hear you. Hello. Oh boy. I think it's on your end. I blame you. Hello. 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 Yeah, there you are. You're back. <laughs> I think that's on your end, Kev. We're we're. Fu- yeah, I'm I'm moving around. I like to walk and talk, and it's not working. Got it. Yeah, I was gonna say my phone is stationary. I can see it across the shop there, so it's it's not moving. So it's you. I blame you. So, but so did you hear what I said? The, yeah, rides unlimited's taking your bike. Yep. Yeah. So they're taking my bike, uh, tent, some other stuff. That way I can, you know, I'm not necessarily pitting with them. I'm just getting my whole setup to every race. Yeah. How was uh how was battling with Jeff Walker yesterday? Oh God! Like it. was it a reunion? Was it a reunion <laughs> like Buck Bash? Me off, to be honest. <laughs> the kid's ripping, but I'm like, I mean, obviously, I, I want to be farther ahead than some of the people I was battling with, but at the same time, uh, <clears throat> no time on outdoors. Uh, you know, Jeff stepped up his game a little bit, so hopefully we can not have to deal with him anymore, but he was riding good. It's like I told Travis before he started the show, I was like, yeah, that was weird yesterday because at no time ever in the history of outdoors, and obviously Supercross. Say that one more time, you kind of bleeped. I said no time in the history before yesterday in outdoors has your name and Jeff Walker's name ever been mentioned in the same breath. So I was like, Oh, that's gotta be fun for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. So no, it was good. I mean, he was riding good. So I just got to get my momentum up in the corners instead of pausing so much in those ruts. Yeah. Well, Hey, you made the TV too. Cause I don't know who was he holding up. <laughs> it was Tomac. Oh, <laughs> he wasn't yeah. holding them up, but it was funny because I was like, man, I was like, Kevin getting a lot of airtime over the over the year with Eli. It's really weird. <laughs> what, did they mention me? Oh, yeah, you were in front of you him were, and he, he yeah. lapped at some point. Yeah, I think Ricky said your name a few different times. Yeah, Ricky's like, oh, there's Kevin Morans. He needs to get out of the way. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, oh, this is a bad look. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, dude, TV time's TV time. Yeah, yeah. You see him coming, you see those blue flags, just ride the main line the whole fucking time. Screw them. <laughs> they're that fast, yeah, they can well, go I mean, around Honestly, you. a lot of the times I was taking advantage of it because I knew that there was semi... I think I might have even taken advantage of it when Jeff was in front of me for a bit. Like, Once you get those blue flags and you kind of can sense people coming up on you, you know, just give them a little panic grab, then they think you're the leaders, they hop right out of your way. There you go. Bingo. Good. Great move. That's a that is a veteran move right there. Did um did you go down that second moto? Because you were like up towards twentieth, and then you were like twenty fifth or something like that. So yeah, dude, I started like I pretty much started like almost tenth to fifteenth in the second moto. Okay, and then I had probably one of the worst first laps I've ever had because I got put in so many awkward positions, situations, people going down. I had to dodge them, bad line choices and stuff, and just got shuffled back real quick. I mean, you were consistent. You went 24-24. Kev is consistent if he's not in anything else. And he did beat Jeff. And he did beat Jeff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the biggest thing for me was uh, I really wanted points, but at the same time, there's I just didn't want to lose positions at the end. So I, I always charged enough to grab a couple positions at the end. Yeah. I don't know. It was a – I mean, hey, for your first one out here, like, I'm not complaining. 24 24 it's not like the field is like had a bunch of people go out with injuries right now so 
Say that one more time. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Oh, uh, that's fine, man. I said, hey, I said I'm not disappointed because having not rode the first two rounds, you haven't had a lot of time on outdoors, and uh, going 24-24 there, like, all right, we we can we can work with this. Yeah, like, it wasn't great, but uh, it wasn't bad at the same time. Like, I got to kind of be realistic with myself having zero prep home almost coming into it. Um yeah, so like I mean, it is what it is. It's kind of doing the same thing Kev always does: get in, get racing, and then just keep working better throughout the season. Hell yeah! Looking forward to riding in the mud this weekend, Kev, because it's raining in uh, Pennsylvania all week. Raining where? At Mount Morris for High Point, it's raining there literally this whole entire next week. Is going to be nothing but rain, so it's probably going to be a straight up mutter on Saturday. You looking forward to that? Oh, great! I didn't want to hear that, but at the same <laughs> time, I love to hear it. Okay. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, just get the start. <laughs> just get the start. Just make it happen. All right, I got a question. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, hit me. How's the uh, how's the no bread diet going? Uh, sucks. Absolutely sucks. I didn't realize how much I enjoyed and loved bread. But, Re- really? Uh, you didn't? What, because what every time you do. stay at my house, you eat 16 sandwiches a day. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's, it's a rough one. I'm not going to lie. Does it was Justin just like smashing bread in front of you this weekend? Oh yeah, he loves to just to eat them right in front of me. And Fuck just yeah! Talk about how amazing they are, my man, Good my man. Starling. Yep, this is what I like to hear right here. This is what I like to hear. So, and I gotta, I gotta give you guys props on the pit shirt because it was a pit shirt that definitely stood out. Uh, so I definitely saw that on TV. So, <laughs> oh, you guys saw it on TV? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, when you see it, you would like, you wouldn't think that who was ever wearing it because it was like. It was panned out. You're like, oh, that dude definitely should not be on the start line because there's just a <laughs> Colin Pitt shirt, Colin Pitt shirt, and then there's Starling with the fucking tropical shirt, and you're like, what the fuck is this I guy doing? I love it. Fucking great. Fucking great. Did you get a lot of fan love this weekend? A lot of people stopped by the pits? Um, a little bit. There really wasn't a whole lot of fan movement um, where they had us parked. So, oh. I mean, I had a solid I had a solid amount come over, sign some autographs and some posters and stuff like that, but it was, I mean, obviously, it's not like Supercross. Yeah, how was the um? Uh, fuck, now I'm blanking. Never mind. You go ask him something. I don't, now I I just, don't have a question I, for him. I, was I just brain faded hard. I was gonna ask right. him something really important, and I forgot now. All right. Well, Kev, what's the goal for the rest of the year? Obviously, you want to get points, but when you after you uh, make that happen, and hopefully it's at high point this weekend, what's the goal after that? Just keep building and building. Uh, go ahead. No, that was just basically my question. Like, after you get points, what's the goal? Like, what's the end goal for the end of this year? Obviously, missing the first two rounds, coming in behind the eight ball a little bit. But what's the ultimate goal when you hit the last, whatever your last round is, whether it be Paula or Crawfordsville, whatever? What is the Um, ultimate goal? I think a couple top 15 finishes would be sweet in motos, and then wherever that puts us overall, cool. Uh, Obviously, we're 24 right now, so we got a little ways to go uh, before I start talking about top 10s and stuff. But Uh, the field's a little bit deeper. We got Dungey, Caroli. We got some extra guys coming in. So, um, I mean, realistically, it's just getting into points, staying safe, and continue building. Uh, the ways we do that is to get a good start, like I did in Moto Two, but stay there this time, and then just ride with a little bit more momentum instead of so cut and dry on throttle and brake. Yeah, because did- you can only do that for so long before you get tired. But if you keep your momentum up, then it just helps helps all the way around the track so kind of staying off the brakes a little bit how fucking cool is it to be out there riding with Cairoli and dungy with 
Everybody, or you, all I heard is how cool is it to be out there riding with with Cairoli and Dungey. The old with uh, who? Cairoli and Dungey. Am I, am I not speaking? No, I think he's probably getting. It's probably breaking up. I don't know why, but whenever Justin talks, I can hear him just fine. But the other two are kind of hit and miss. All right, I'll answer. I'll answer. Ask the question. Travis wants to know how cool is it to be out there riding with Cairoli and Dungey. Like being on the same track. Uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, I would love for them both to just retire and leave, to be really honest. But <laughs> fucking Kevin wants the whole top ten to just fucking bounce. Just see you later. Yeah, exactly. But no, it's pretty cool. Like I haven't really come around and, and you know, it is pretty cool to see somebody from the GPs that I never really imagined racing with or seeing uh, and actually racing against him. Sweet. Oh, I was gonna I was gonna ask it, but it's also when I was thinking in my head, it's probably dumb because he's obviously on the same at the track at the same time, but like, have you, did you get a chance at all to kind of like analyze anything? Like, did you ever jump in behind him and practice and just kind of watch his lines? Because I've always said this about Cairoli, but not, I, not really just cause I was so focused on me, like it yeah. being round one. Like I didn't even think of it to be honest. Cause if you want to talk about a dude that you could learn racecraft from or just how he picks up on line selection in practice, that's the dude you want to go to. Say that one more time. Sorry. <laughs> I, it's okay, man. I said if there's anybody out there that you would want to learn from, whether it be racecraft or how he picks up on line selection and practice, Cairoli is that guy. Yeah, I would have to agree. I mean, he's very creative. He's obviously a champion of many times. Uh, obviously, he's kind of getting towards the end of his career. But, yeah, dude, like very gifted. Yep. Who's Same the- with Dungy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, fucking Diesel just never makes mistakes. <laughs> Dungey's just consistent. Yeah. Um, Goldenrod. Who's the uh, Who's the new sponsor on the shrouds? The main one. Uh, Tank Tank Masters. Yeah. So Tank Masters, they're out of uh, Orange County, New York. Uh, so they, it's like a commercial and residential oil tank removal removal company. So oh. Okay. This is new to me. I didn't even know this, I and mean, you could correct me if I'm wrong or. Uh, solidify it but apparently a lot of houses and residential areas use oil for energy out there when we use like gas and propane out here yep fuel oil yeah we that's how my house is heated actually is fuel oil yep so yeah so i had no idea that was even a thing so i had to like once he got jumped on board i had to have conversation with him like what is it that you guys do and so yeah so when those tanks go bad or somebody wants to put one in um, they are able to remove it, put it in the environmental side, clean up for spills and whatnot. So that's what they do. Um, they just, they love kind of what I have going on, the way I build, build my program and how I'm pretty much doing it on my own. And they wanted to jump on board. So it was pretty cool. That's awesome. That is awesome. Cause yeah, sponsors. I was going to say, I saw that and I was like, huh, I wonder what the hell that is. Look, Kev's making the sport yeah. grow by just getting different types of people on board anyway. Look that, at that. He's, he's an influencer. That's all right. That's, that's what great. we need. That's that why is Kev's just need, better than so. everyone. Well, all right, buddy. We appreciate you jumping on here and talking about your first round. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it, man. We will we will talk to you next week after High Point, all right? Yeah, for sure. I appreciate you guys, and uh, we'll definitely talk after round two. All right. All right, buddy. Good luck. Later. Peace. All right. Kevin Moran's, everybody. Brought to you yeah. by the Dirt Bike. Yeah, I can't hang up because it's way over there. It's yeah. fine. Kev's going to have to hang up. I think he already did hang up. Now he did. Yeah, he did. All right. Kevin Moran's brought to you by the Dirt Bike Depot, everyone. So sorry we uh, 
I don't know. Dude, that had to be him. It was. <laughs> I was going to say, because like, the phone's sitting over there. So. Well, he even made a comment about like when Walking you were around. like he could hear me, but then when yeah. you... So, yeah, it's got to be... I don't thing. know. Anyway, whatever. We make it work. So, all right, cool. So, we are going to take a quick commercial break here. We will come right back uh, with the race review. We'll start with 450s, and then we'll go to 250s. So, uh, give us two seconds here, and we'll be right back. All right, and we are back. We are going to talk 450s first here. 450s brought to you by our friends at JT Cycle, serving Battle Creek, Michigan for over 30 years. Stop in to check out their full selection of Beta, Gas Gas, Husky, and Suzuki motorcycles and Power Sport products. Need something for around the house to help keep things nice and trimmed up? They have that too with a full lineup of Echo, Aaron's, Gravely, and Simplicity. Visit JTCycle.com or follow them on Instagram at JTCycleBC. So, 450 Thunder Valley wrap-up here. <laughs> Holy shit, was it a wild day. <sighs> okay. <laughs> wild day. It was wild. Which makes it good, because it gives us stuff, stuff, stuff to talk about. That rocks in Tomac battle. Moto 2. Wait a minute, are we just going to jump right into that? Or are we gonna, yeah. We're not going to nope, go down? that's where we're headed. Okay. Because Kenny gets this overall. That was fucking awesome. So... <laughs> so what crow do you want to eat first? Well, the Eli Tomac... The Ken Roxon or the, the Chase Sexton? Because all three... Well, Sexton, I don't think I have to eat crow. Oh, I think uh, we're going to debate that one. I don't think then. I have to eat crow on the Sexton thing. Okay, I well, let's start with the Ken Roxon. Because Sexton proved my point yesterday with the way he rode that, with what happened in the second moto. But Ken, Ken goes 2-1 for the and win. And I don't think it's crow. I think it's more... The Eli thing is crow. Yeah, that was a little loud. Yeah. I don't think... The Kenny thing it. was not crow. I think it was more pleasantly surprised. So we've always sat up here, and I've been very critical. I don't even know critical, just kind of like how I am with him that I just – it is what it is with Kenny these days. He's been through a lot. He had the bout, you know, with, with the mental illness – or not – I don't want to say illness, but issues over Supercross when he took the time off. We saw the Instagram shit. Came out like a ball of fire at Paula. You know, he always does these first couple rounds, especially on the West Coast. Hangtown got a little smoked, but then he made the comment that, like, oh, like, I want to win, but I'm not willing to whisk, risk it, which is funny because Stu, like, went in hard on that whole thing oh did he i didn't listen to this oh week. yeah he was like look i want to see the instagram kenny fuck that guy well he didn't say fuck that guy but he was like i don't want to see that guy he's like i want the instagram kenny back like that's the guy that i want to see out there yeah which we kind of all the said thing because he made this whole big thing before the nationals like fuck oh, all yeah. the haters I'm this back. and that and then at hangtown he just kind of not rolls over but just didn't have it yeah and then he did what he always did yesterday you know, rips a holy, and you're like, okay, he's going to sprint. He's going to, you know, because we know maybe his cardio is not good on the back end of the motos, and maybe he can give himself enough of a gap where if he's dropping a second in a lap, it'll be fine. And then if somebody's there, pressure him at the end of the moto, he can just, you know, use his talent. Like, hey, I'm in the red, but I have enough talent to just will me through these last couple laps. And Eli, and we'll get to him, but Eli did what Eli did the first moto. Then the second moto comes around. Chase is out front doing his thing, kind of just keeping a steady gap. Eli comes up, and you're just, I don't know about you, but I'm sitting there watching him going, well, with the way the first moto went, like, Eli's he's gonna, going to the front. Yeah, Eli's going to latch on to him, and then he's going to sit back, and then he's going to pull the trigger, go around Kenny, and Kenny's just going to get third. Mm -hmm. And then we've seen something out of Kenny that I don't think we've seen. In a long time. I want to say the last time I've seen that, like, you could even say last year, like, he had some, it was even Thunder Valley, like, that battle that him, Dylan, and what was it, A.C., had maybe i don't remember i think it was him dylan and ac they both had a pretty gnarly yeah because dylan passed him and then went off the track he blew the corner before the finish but like that aggression and that like desire to like keep a spot i think the last time we've seen that guy was 2016 his last time he won a title yep you know and him and eli were going back and forth 
and he, he ran Eli wide, blew him off that that off cambered corner, blew him through the rut, you know, and and then even the second time around when he solidified that pass, and it's like, dude, that's the guy that we all love, mm-hmm. especially here at this show. We yep. love that guy. That is the reason why we are big supporters of Ken Roxon. The things he can do on a dirt bike, you know, yeah, the cool stuff off the track, the attitude, like the the style, whatever. It's different, but. That was the guy that, like, I remember the first time I ever seen Kenny was Minio's way, way back in the day when he was still living in Germany. Like, this this just attitude that, like, you're not going to screw with me. Like, mm-hmm. I've been through this shit. I won a fucking national or GP at 15. Like, that swagger, that attitude. And granted, at the time when it happened, Chase was gone. But Kenny, he's like, no, man. He's like, I just fended off Tomac. I'm just going to keep riding this pace. I'm going to keep yep. pushing forward. Chase made the mistake. Kenny was there to capitalize. And... Kenny got the overall, goes 2-1 yep. on the day, gets the overall, gained up a whole bunch of points on Chase Sexton, yep. which we'll, we'll see as we go further into the series. But yesterday was a true test. Not that Kenny's ever had problems at elevation, because obviously Thunder Valley, I didn't realize the stats because they talked about it at length yesterday. Oh, yeah. I always knew he was good at Thunder Valley, but I didn't realize like the statistics of yeah, how good dude, he was there. Wow, he's the winningest rider there now. So the elevation wasn't in my mind. Oh, we can can he actually deal with elevation? It was how hot it was yesterday. Yep. And the fact that yeah, he looked a little smoked, but he didn't look like dog shit tired. Like he was like he was super red in the face. Like you could tell that he was sipping down water. His chest was really hot. You know, heaving back and forth. And he looked good. Like his pace was good the whole moto. Look, as hot as it was, we're at elevation, and the way he looked after those motos, he didn't look. No, he didn't look like I thought he would look. He didn't look smoked. No. And I think maybe so backing it down at the end of that first not say the back it down, like Eli passed him, he passed him, but I don't think he was pushing as hard. He realized, like, hey, Eli's just on one. I'm not going to beat him. I'm going to conserve some energy. But that's the thing, though. If that's the Ken Roxon that's going to show up the rest of the year, and I'm not claiming a title now, I'm not doing that, I'm not going that over, like, that's not where I'm going with this. But if that's the Ken Roxon that's going to show up the rest of the year, especially with some certain rounds that we know he's really good at, a la Unadilla, where, let's be honest, he's pretty much unbeatable, at least with this group of guys that he's racing. How about Millville? Millville, he's really good. Southwick, he's okay. He's not as good in the sand as most of the GP guys are, so that's not. But he's been good at Redbud. But Unadilla, knowing that, barring a bike grenade, he's going to go 1-1 there. Like, let's be honest. There's nobody yeah. that's going to beat him at Unadilla. It doesn't fucking matter who's who he's racing. Yeah. Um, if that's the guy that's going to show up, it's going to make this series a whole lot more interesting. And mm-hmm. as close as he is now to his teammate, they're going to start feeling, especially we're going to high point next weekend. He's been good at high point over the years. Yep. And especially if it's a mud moto or a mud weekend. Yep. So I won't, I'm not eating crow because I didn't, it, I didn't have any expectation for him, but I'm going to say that I'm very surprised how much fight he had in him, especially even though he's been doing it for such a, pretty much his whole entire pro career. I was not expecting him to race Eli like he did that second moto. After I just want to know where the, the fuck moto. that came from. I mean, we've been talking about this now for two or three years. Of He gets past, and his racecraft is just shit. Yeah. Like, he'll fade to the outside or something and just kind of let guys go by. It's like, what the fuck? And then all of a sudden yesterday, he's just got this. Like, what? 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 Maybe where just, is this coming from? Maybe it just... This is what we've wanted to see for two or three years. Well, actually, is this could say since 2017. Fucking, yeah, is, is this, this Ken Roxon show back up that, like... Again, there was nothing dirty about what he did. I mean, even the two times going down that off camber, he just raced Eli to that rut, 
and he got there first. Look, that second that second time around, like in my opinion, what happened is Eli was riding that outside, and then he was kind of straightening it out for the inside. I think he thought, oh, hey, I have control of the corner. Kenny pushed it in, and I think what happened is, is Eli was like, it made him think about it like, well, oh, is, is what? I listened to some post-race interviews. Eli's rear brake was fading at the end there. What? Well, no, I thought it didn't start fading until after the fact. Like no. I knew it was fading. No, he said it. He said it was fading, and because uh, it was, I think Steve's post race. Well, he also said that he was also talking about it on the po- like or on the press conference. Uh, oh, I didn't listen to the press conference, but um, yeah, he said that it was fading, and uh, yeah, after that last one, he was like, "Yep, yeah, well, there's really not much left there, so I guess we should probably stop trying to do this before we crash." So, but I think it just what happened is, is he was he was thinking, "Oh, I have control of the line." Kenny pushed it in, yeah, and then he's like, "Oh, like he had to think about." It. He's like, "Is he going to run me wide again?" Yeah, and then I think by the time he realized that Kenny's just going to stay to the inside of him, he had already blew past his breaking point and he couldn't lean in because Kenny was right there. Yeah, and then it was cambered, so it made it look worse. But even that, even that, like at the top of the hill there, at the top of the start straight, like, dude two three laps in a row kenny is slowing up so that eli can't do the cut down move on him yeah and i'm just like dude where is this coming from like why can't you do this all the time maybe it's just one of those things where he's just i don't know he has a different mindset he's over it at this point like or maybe it's always been there and it's just the fact of trying to get i don't know because kenny is like an enigma like you want to yeah, you always want to blame the injuries which that's a big part of it but we've been so many years removed from that and he has immune system shit he always gets sick but he knows how to deal with that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like what happened in Supercross, nobody can deal with that. But I am going to be very interested to see if this guy keeps showing up to the races. Because if this guy keeps showing up to the races, it's going to put a whole lot more pressure on everyone else because of the fact that, once again, the last time we seen this Ken Roxon, I would say it was 2016 when he won 20 out of 24 and probably should have won 21 out of 24. Yeah. Outdoor motos that year. Yep. That guy, if this is that, if that's who's showing up, that's going to make it rough on all these dudes. And I, like I said, I'm not claiming it because it's one race and he didn't even go one-one. But I just saw something out of him yesterday that we have not seen in six years, in my opinion. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So second place, Tomac goes one-three. Dude, he's in for the series. Yep. Thank you. Totally. <laughs> thank you. All right. Well, and, what do you what do you mean? Thank you. Like you didn't you didn't come out and say that. Oh, like no, I, no, no, no. I'm just I'm just happy to hear you admit that you were wrong without having to fight about it. It's good. Yeah, it's but what nice. do you mean though? You didn't think he was going to be in for the whole series either. I questioned it highly. Okay, you were like real on that, and there were comments made on YouTube video. And that's there fine. were comments made right after the race before I even left the track yesterday. Oh, I know. I that were like, hey, so is Justin going to walk this back now? <laughs> and I'm like, oh boy, oh boy, Tomac I mean, did fu- something. Yeah, like. He rode great. He he beat. I wouldn't. I think that people keep using beast mode too much. That's not beast mode to me. We haven't seen beast mode in a while. No, but that was impressive. That was very. Oh no, that first he, one. That, that first moto, yes, very much so. Uh, he's in for the whole series. I mean, hell, even Chris walked it back on his video today. Yeah. Um, it's gonna make it. To take a word from Ricky, it's gonna make it sporty moving forward. <laughs> oh yeah. But I don't think just because. And I'm gonna just beast mode Eli. Sh- like, look what happened that second moto, and people yeah. were like, "Oh, the rear brake faded." Well, no, the rear brake faded because of how hard he was pushing. Yeah, with Kenny. Yeah, the brake <clears throat> fading had nothing to do with a bike failure. It had every because he even said this had everything to do with how hard him and Kenny were racing. And oh yeah, hard- because people will come out when they find this out that his brake was going, that his brakes were going. Oh yeah, like that's the only reason Kenny beat him. No, it had everything to do with the fact of how hard he had him and Kenny were to racing. Get to Kenny and then race him. Yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, 
It's going to be very, but, very. Man, we've got a good Eli Tomac and what looks like a good Ken Roxon. Oh, this just sizes up for how him. fucking hilarious it is. And I know that Dylan's not there, so it's kind of hard to have this conversation. But because he's not, this is what we have to work with. It's crazy that every year we talk about all these different dudes, all these different guys showing up, and then if Marv was here, we'd be saying the same thing. It always ends up being Eli, Kenny, and Marv outdoors. Yeah. Now, once again, yesterday, last year, Dylan was the dominant. Like, he wasn't dominant, but he was clear and cut the best guy. Won the title. But it's funny that we talk about Chase. We talk about Anderson. We talk about, you know how the way Craig's riding, if AC would have been there, so on and so forth. And that somehow, fucking, it might be another Kenny and Eli 1-2 in the points. Yet again, outdoors. Maybe. It's <clears> just, <throat> but there's still a third guy. Well, I'm not claiming that either. I'm not claiming that right now. But what I'm saying is I just find it hilarious that we do this every year, and then somehow it usually just ends – it always ends up being Kenny and Eli. And then if Marv was here, it was he was always the third guy. Yeah. But – yeah, I mean it's going to make it interesting moving forward if because the knees mm. that knees a hundred percent you could tell. Oh yeah, and He's obviously fine. the bike looks good this round. It looked decent Hangtown too. Well, you heard they went they switched from a hybrid to a full blown air fork. Yeah, between yep. Moto One and Moto Two last week. So yep. yeah, um, so so it was it was the bike. The GP guys are definitely doing that same thing. They thought they were running hybrid hybrid forks and then they went back to factory spring forks. Hmm. So Yamaha right now all over the world is trying different things with their forks. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean, but it also makes it good though because he did what he did in the first moto and then the second moto, he just he couldn't get around Kenny though. Yeah. And then he had the fuck up where he thought he had to beat Kenny, but then it's like he made the comment and you got to watch the press conference and you could just go to Chris's video without watching the whole press conference. Eli is obviously sitting on the end because he was third, or he was th- where they placed him. He was the third guy on the table, and Chase and Kenny are next to each other. And the reporters asking him about that, how he just kind of like, hey, mailed it in, and obviously we knew his break was going out. And he was talking about, yeah, I thought I just had to beat Kenny to get it. And then like he was trying to like you could see he was thinking in his brain. He's like, well, how do I make this statement that I thought I had to get Kenny to get the overall? But then after Kenny made that move, I laid up and didn't try to go past Kenny back. And Kenny's like. Looking at him like this, making this weird face. Chase is over there with that stupid look on his face like he always does. And they're, like, laughing because they're, like, they can see that Eli's struggling with how to, like, tell people yeah. what was going through his mind. I was going to say, when he was talking to Steve, he was like, yeah, I thought I had to get Kenny. And then I was like, eh, whatever. No big deal. You know, he's like, and then I pull off the track and Chase is like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Dude, people are, though, for the first time in a while, people are actually torching Eli because they, like, just said he gave up. And well, I'm like, dude, I'm like, Eli did not give up. I was like, Eli did not. He just knew that. Like, Are hey, they man. torching Jet, too? Because Jet said, le- because Jet oh, basically Oh, we'll get to said, that because Jet's obviously not the only one that's sick. Like, there's a lot of No, shit. no, no. But he basically said that he let Kitchen No, I think they're. I brother. think it's because it's Eli. Oh. I think it's because okay. it's Eli. Right. And I think what he did the first motor, they're like, well, what the fuck? Did-? Yeah. No, I, I have not seen this much Eli. People are, like, literally laying in and they're like, why did he just give up? Well, everybody's got to hate something. I'm like, know? dude, he didn't give up. I'm like, he knew that, like, hey, Kenny is just feeling at this moto. He's not willing to just lay over. Yeah. It's laid into the moto. They knew they weren't, at the time, thought they weren't going to catch Chase. I spent four laps trying to pass this guy and it wasn't and it, and it wasn't working well, everything so. i was doing i was using every inch of the track yeah. and it didn't work so what do you want me to do like, but it was just weird to change the pace because i haven't seen this much hatred toward not hatred but criticism of eli in a long time and i'm like what the fuck did you want him to do yeah but uh no it was a weird thing though to see him try to think in his brain how to say it to people <laughs> because you could come to the conclusion you're like well if you thought you had to be kenny but then like when kenny you laid back so you're like oh so you just didn't even care 
it was just a weird thing to see. And like Kenny's over there cracking up because he's like, what the fuck? But glad I don't have to talk. Yeah, about I'm glad this. I don't have to talk about it. I won the overall. Um, no, man, it was it was a great change of pace because I think that we, I think we got a lot of questions answered. Not every question, but I think we have more questions answered after yesterday. We have some clarity. Yes, Tomac. We, Tomac will be in the whole season. This Kenny, Kenny's, Kenny's different. Yeah, here to party. Yep. So that's a positive. And we can move on to third place, which is Chase Sexton goes 4-2 for three. Yep. Overall, third overall. Yep. You want to walk back anything on Sexton? or you're No. Still... Why, why would I have to walk back? What What would I have to be walked back? Two things got proven. The first moto, when he gets a bad start, he doesn't go to the front. And then the second moto, he was winning, and he makes a bonehead mistake again, like he always does. Mental mistake. And it cost him the overall. What do I have to walk back? Everything he did yesterday, he rode amazing yesterday. But both things happened, like I've said about Chase. He didn't get a good start, and he didn't even get on the box. And the second moto, he was literally winning, had it in the bag, and he makes a bonehead mental mistake by instead of just instead of anticipating and using his brain. And even Ricky said this because Chase was like, "Oh, the bike just does weird things sometimes." And I guess this was in like their their after thing that they do for not NBC, whatever it is. They do like a, a post, kind of like what they do with Supercross, yeah, where they go over their thoughts after the motos. And Chase made the comment. He's like, "Yeah, sometimes like the the bike just loads up weird and it does weird things." And Ricky, I guess I didn't watch it. I was reading that people said this. Ricky just kind of like made a weird face and he goes, "No, sometimes he's just not thinking ahead of time." And that's exactly what happened. Chase did not use his brain. He reacted. It's like, dude, okay, you knew you weren't going to get up and over it. You knew the bike's going to load up differently because you're facing it, even though you're not carrying a lot of momentum when you land into the face. It's going to load up different. And then it pitched him sideways, and he tried to correct, and he landed on his head. That wasn't the bike reacting weird. You literally knew that was what the bike was going to do because you're jumping into the face. He reacted instead of anticipating what the bike was going to do, and it cost him the overall. I don't have to walk back anything. Both things happened yesterday the way I've said about it. Now, if he would have won that moto, then I'd be like, okay. But he didn't. He did what he did in Supercross. He blew it. He threw the overall away. I mean, I'll, I'll give you the bonehead mistake, but the starts, he didn't have a good start either one. But he didn't get on the box. And he went to the fucking front. No, he really didn't, though. He didn't get on the box. And he lost a bunch of points to Kenny yesterday. I mean, that second moto, he went to the front for the whole race. But what happened? the bonehead mistake at the end, which I'll give you. Okay. You okay. don't have to walk back that. He went to the front. But what he went the by first Eli. Moto? He went by Kenny. Okay, but what he happened to the first by moto? Everybody. What happened to the first moto? I mean,. The first moto, yes. You're, okay. you're not wrong. He Well, okay. So he got by everybody but three dudes who are going to be the hardest to get by. But Anderson got just as shitty a start as he did the first moto, and he went forward. Okay. He beat, he beat Chase. Anderson went by him by one position, but Anderson also did not touch Kenny or Eli. No, no, no. He didn't. Well, they caught Kenny. They didn't. Ca- they weren't catching Eli. So, But no, I'd, look, I feel like he did yesterday the two things – that I thought he would, that he, I've been critical of. I, I, like I said, I will give you the bonehead mistake. And I'll, I'll also I'll make you a comment about the YouTube thing. Somebody talks about overreaction Sunday. They were like, they made a comment <laughs> about. I don't think that, like, look, if he would have won that second moto, I would be the first person to admit you, look, I was wrong about him. But I don't think it's overreaction. He did what I and what you have even said. He did what he normally does yesterday in a situation. And now it's only four points to Kenny. He had a double digit lead yeah. going into yesterday, and it's four points. And yes, you were faster than Kenny the second moto, but now you gave Kenny motivation, and Kenny is the closest he's been in a points battle in a while. Yeah. 
Well, since last year. Yeah, but the thing, though, is is that last year you could kind of see coming along that Dylan was kind of being the guy that we were going to be. Mm-hmm. Now Kenny's looking at it go, well, now I have a guy that has never led a 450 points championship. That's a little bit easier to deal with, and yeah. he's younger. Yeah. So, no, Chase rode great yesterday, but he did both things that I thought would happen. When he doesn't get a start, he doesn't get on the box, and in the second moto, he's leading – and then he makes a bonehead mistake that cost him. So, so he what was his start the second moto? The second moto? Yeah. It was better than the first. It wasn't a lot better, but it was better than the first moto. I, mean, I think he was like third coming across the start line. I don't know, man. I feel like I feel like he he went forward yesterday. I mean, let's face it, any of those guys get a get a bad start. Well, except for Eli the first moto. Well, yes, Eli the first moto. That was that was and Eli Tomac. See, oh, and see, there. that's the thing is, is we have but, to remember what we do. We have to change the how we what happened when we have these conversations, because the first moto, him and Anderson got bad starts, mm-hmm. and Sexton getting didn't, didn't, didn't get on the box. Didn't, didn't Anderson go down the first moto too? No, Anderson went down the second moto. The first moto was oh, when yeah. Anderson he clipped that the yellow uh, tough that, block did down you the that start. Stupid crash he had in practice too. Fucking just 360, then Savachi runs into him. Oh shit, sorry. See, this is the this is like the weird thing that is tough with Sexton and now Anderson, the second motor, didn't do himself any favors. But now it's like you're looking at Kenny and Eli and you go, is the momentum gonna shift now? Because of just and we like to not try to overreact. But yesterday was a big eye opener, I think, for a lot of people of where Kenny and Eli are, even after three rounds. I don't know. I don't think Chase is done yet. I don't think he's done either. He was pissed after that race. See, like, he can be pissed he all he wants, pissed. though. But he still did the same thing that he's done in Supercross. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, okay, so you watched it in Supercross, and he was he was mad, but it was like a different level mad yesterday. There was there was a different level when he was on that podium talking to Will, you know, about getting third overall and giving up that second. Giving up that. Yeah, he made the comment like, "I'm never going to do this well, again." Well, I that I don't fucking. Well, even Ricky, shut, shut the fuck up on that. Like, even that, Ricky was a, like, "All yeah, right, we're going to hold you to that." Yeah, now. that's a bit. That's a big statement. So shut the fuck up. Like, I don't want to hear about that. But there was a different level of mad yesterday of like that happening. So it's well, good. He needs to be mad because we're going to some tracks where they favor Kenny and Eli. Yeah. And if he's, he better be fucking mad because if he comes in and he's even a tick off, like I said, a lot of these tracks that are coming up mm-hmm. are either Eli or Kenny's favorites, and he better be on point because if he's not, he's not winning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. High point is up and down for Kenny and Eli, but we go to Redbud. Kenny and Eli are both very good there. We go to Millville. Kenny and Eli are both very good there. Well, then we have Southwick or Southwick after Redbud. We have Southwick. We have Washougal, mm-hmm. Unadale. Like, dude. You better carry that anger over there, and you better be pissed every time and remember that feeling because if you're off a little bit, he's getting yarded every race we go to. Yeah. So that's fine, and he's obviously still the points leader, but Kenny made up a whole bunch of points on him yesterday, and four points is a lot different than 10 or 11. Yep. And all it takes is one moto. Yep. So, no, Chase rode really good, but he did the two things yesterday that I was worried about that why it's still hard for me to see him as the champion. And I could say the same thing when we get to Anderson about what happened the second moto, not the first moto, which is crazy to once again think. Like I said, we could be leaving high point, and Chase might not even be in the conversation anymore. He's going to be over Eli because he got a bigger gap, but Kenny might be the points later after we lead high point, and Eli might beat him both motos. And then we're just looking at Eli. Because tell me if you believe this or not. If we get to round six and Kenny and Eli are both ahead of Chase and points, 
do you think there's any way that Chase makes those points back up and gets himself back in it? If Chase, if Kenny and Eli are both ahead of him in points, can you trust, even as fast as Chase is and as in shape as he is, that if he spots them any anything? I don't know. Th- he's still the one question I have. Okay, what's your question about him? Just what we've just talked about? How 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 he will rebound from this? Because obviously, as we've seen, the first two mm. have gone pretty well for him. Yep. You know, and he's been the point. He is the points leader. And he, he had double digits before this weekend, you know, whatever. Then we get to this round, and now we've got some adversity. a little bit of adversity here. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we get a bad start the first moto. We can only get back to fourth. Yep. The second moto, we have a dumb tip over yep. that ends up costing us the overall and the moto win there or whatever. Okay, cool. So now how do we rebound? Yep. How do we come out at high point? Now, if he comes out at high point and he's top three both motos battling with those guys, Okay, great. Then I think we're in it for the summer. I don't think if that- he comes out and we're just sniffing the top five with bad starts and and a lot of dumb mistakes all over the place, then it's like okay, he's by fuck by the time we get through Southwick, he'll be out of it. I don't even think that's my question. I think my question to you is, and maybe I should have phrased it different: is Are you confident that if he gets behind Kenny and Eli in the points at any time, that he can beat them? Because they know what to do when they are one, two in the points. Like come back and win the points, or like yeah, come back and win the time. Like say, say we leave Millville because Millville would be four rounds from now. Say we leave Millville and Kenny's the points leader because he'd be the closest. Eli second and Chase is third, and he's five, six points back. I think at this point Chase has call it an average. Mm. Okay, I believe on average he has more raw speed than those two. So well, no, nope. That's what I'm going to go on. On average, man, Tomac has Tomac still has speed at times. Mm-hmm. Yesterday is one of those times we yeah. saw that that Tomac. Speed, but that guy can show up at any time. Though. He can, but it, he has. I mean, literally, one of the things Steve brought up to him in the post race interview yesterday was, "Have you figured out why you went 10-11 here last year?" Yeah, I mean, literally last year at Thunder Valley, Tomac went 10-11 motos. Yeah, I forgot about that. So like. Okay, and now yesterday he's battling for fucking wins, and we're like, holy shit, he's the best rider ever here. Yeah. Like, it's fucking stupid. So it's like, Tomac's very hit or miss as far as I'm concerned with the speed. Now, we we have questions answered from him yesterday. We think he's going to be in the whole series. Mm-hmm. We don't think he's going to drop anymore. Yep. He's going to battle for this title. Yep. We don't believe he's going to fall off or anything. But if you go average raw speed for raw speed, I... On average, yep. I put Chase ahead of both those because Chase definitely has more raw speed than Kenny. Yeah, Kenny's got that that first three, four, five lap sprint. Which speed. if Kenny's getting starts and Chase is fifth, then it yeah. won't matter that Chase has more speed because he's not going to catch him. But well, <sighs> he didn't catch him that first moto. I'm not, I'm, dude. I'm not going to say that either because I don't think that, so. I I haven't seen enough motos yet to be proven that he's not one moto he didn't catch him. Yeah, no, 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 no. What I'm saying is, is that if Kenny rips the holy yeah. and he sprints and Chase is worse than fourth, he's not catching him. But 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 that was only one out of six motos. He yeah, hasn't yeah, done that. Yeah, but what I'm, 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 I'm prefacing the point, if, if he gets a bad start, he's not catching him. We know that Kenny... Hasn't he st- caught him? But he's been he's, right behind him. Okay, but he's... St- See, that's the thing, though. That's why I'm making this point, because we have to talk about this with Chase. Chase's starts, like I said last weekend, he's not going to get good starts every every weekend, which yesterday his starts weren't as good because we're only going off the information we have. We're not as good as the first two rounds. The first two rounds, yes, because he started in Kenny's area. Yeah. 
Yesterday, when Kenny ripped the start and Chase was worse than fourth off the line, he wasn't even close to him. He didn't catch him. What I'm saying is, is that I can bank on the fact that Kenny's going to be one through three off the start. Yeah. Pretty much every moto. I don't know where Chase is going to be. Like I said, if Chase goes to high point and Kenny rips the holy and Chase is seventh off the line, he's not catching Ken unless Ken crashes. I would be willing to guarantee that. So, yes, he has more raw speed on average than Kenny, but because I don't trust Chase's starts the entire year, I don't think it'll matter a lot of the times because you can guarantee Kenny's going to be up the front at pretty much 90% of these motos from here on out unless for all of a sudden some reason he gets sick again, which is obviously always a possibility. But if Chase is getting six, seven-place starts, I can't bank on the fact that if Kenny rips a holy, he's going to catch him. So I, so you are. I do agree with you on the raw average speed, but I think that that's going to be nullified at some point this year if Chase keeps getting fifth, sixth-place starts. It could be. It could be, but I don't know. So, like I said, I'm not, I'm not on that train yet. I need. I really want some more data on Chase here because I do feel like there has been a step taken, even since Supercross. Yeah. Um, like in Supercross, as bad as that was, that was better than what he's been the last year to whatever. Anyway, in the 450 class, so yeah. So this, I feel like now we've taken another step since Supercross, even. And so I don't know. We'll see. I think the ultimate question you got to ask, and obviously we're only three rounds in, so it's a dumb question to even be talking about, is do you trust Chase enough if it comes down to the wire? to be battling the likes of Ken Roxon or Eli Tomac for a 450 championship outdoors. Well, Do I don't trust know. him mentally. I don't know. I mean, because physically we don't have to, we know way physical his physical gifts are, but mentally I think it's a, a tall lot of steroids are his physical gifts. All right. Yeah, no that shit. Fucking dudes ripped. Oh yeah. A lot of, that's a big dude there for a motocrosser. Yeah, I know. Um, I just, the mental side of things is what my biggest question mark with chase is. And I just don't know if I could say that I trust him to be in a battle with Kenny and Eli the entire summer. Yeah, I don't. We'll see. But look, here's the, the thing. The speed is not Here, the issue. Here's the me. thing. I, here's the thing I've said before, and I'll say it again. At some point, everybody has to figure. They either figure it out or they don't. And I feel like he is getting closer to figuring it out than not figuring it out. But he has to figure it out soon, though, because like you made the point of that, this is his third year now. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. if you don't figure it out within the next two years, it's okay. It's it's like Austin Forkner in the 250 mm-hmm. class, okay? Now Forkner, he is going a different direction. I don't think he's got it he's got it figured out and I don't think he's going to. Yeah, I think that he has a lot to do with his program because obviously which he's is, not taking steroids. I was going to say which is super ironic because these two basically graduated from amateurs at the same time. They were basically racing amateurs at the, the same time. And the wild thing is is up until about 2 years ago, you could even talk about the titles that Chase had. Forkner was better than Chase as of 2 years ago. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the wild thing to think about this. Yeah. Two years ago, even though Chase had two titles and Forkner didn't, if you line them up next to each other in an outdoor track or a Supercross track, and you just said, I have one race, who am I going to pick? It's going to be Austin Forkner. Mm-hmm. That's the wild thing about this. That was only two years ago. Oh, yeah? That's what's crazy about it. Yep. So, no, I it just I think the ultimate question you have to ask about Chase is, is do you trust him against the likes of Ken mm-hmm. Roxon and Eli the t- whole summer? Now that we kind of have an idea that they're both going to be here for the long haul. Look, we're going to find out, okay? He is still one that we are going to have to go through Redbud before I'm fucking really making it. Oh, for sure. I think we'll find out a high point here. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, moving on here. Shit. What the hell? Stop it. Why can I not see anything? Great radio. Great radio. Let's turn that up a little bit there. All right. So, moving on. Uh, Anderson goes 3 6. Yeah. 
It's good that first moto. Second moto, I don't know what happened. Made that mistake. I can't even remember what he did. Um, yeah, I don't know. He didn't look physically tired. Didn't look mentally drained. I don't know. I don't know what happened to that. I, just, I think the outdoor guys just never smile on him. Like, he, you know, he got that overall. He wins some motos here. He's fast as fuck. Because, I mean, that first moto, him and Chase started around the same time, and Chase closed on him, and then Ando inched away from him. I was going to say, in my opinion, it's, it's shit starts, and then the moto gods in outdoors just, they don't want to give yeah, it Yeah, he to had him. a weird day all day <laughs> for making that mistake where the front end knifed him that off camber when Joey tagged him. Yeah. Him clipping that fucking yellow uh, block going up the start straight. No, it didn't knife. His rear wheel got outside the rut, and they spun out. Well, no. What I'm well, when he started to lean into the rut, he got out of the rut, and then the back end came around. Yeah. Him. Um. So yeah, like I don't know, man. Because he he was it's the speed is not his. It's just dumb, which is weird because he hasn't d- hadn't had dumb moments up until that second moto yesterday through three rounds. But speed's gonna be there. I still think he's going to get more moto wins this year. It's just now he's he's lost so many points that second moto that he's kind of already out of it. He just needs to do the same thing he was doing in Supercross, just go for wins. <laughs> Which not- if he does, like I still like he obviously has the speed to win. Yeah, he does. I mean, he could win any and moto I, at any time. Oh, I st- but- and I still think he's going to win more motos this year. I just I think that the points now unfortunately might be a little bit too far off, especially with once again with where Kenny and Eli are now yeah. trending upwards. And not to say Ando trended down yesterday. He kind of stayed in the middle. It's just that second moto, he didn't do himself any favors. Mm-hmm. Um, fifth place, Cairoli goes 5-4 for fifth. Three straight starts, man. Three straight hole shots. He has Cardio, his starts figured out. Which he always kind of has. Cardio's getting a little better. Still not where it needs to be. Bike looks better. And once again, you're talking about you went to a track where... It's more GP style. It's mm-hmm. a little bit more fast paced, deep ruts. Them adding the technical sections definitely helped him because you obviously yep. have to use your brain of, you know, hey, connecting the track. It's really, in- it's really funny that a veteran like him, I'm watching him yesterday going, you know, the more of these he does and he runs up front and learns that pace over here and they work on that bike a little bit, like it's only a matter of time before he's going to start popping off wheels. Oh, he's here. going to. It, because we. They say, oh, yeah, high points his last round, but let's well, be real. Well, that's the post-race I heard. That, that's that's it for right now. He wants to do more, but the, he said he's that, that's all they've got for right this second. Look, Aaron is struggling hardcore right now. Dungey is being where we thought Dungey would be. Yeah, we'll, The first round was a flash in the pan. Yeah, we'll get to those here. Yeah, so I'm sorry, unless they're calling up Marv, which I think they should have done anyway. Dude, they should bring Marv they're up for not, a high point just to win. He probably would. He's I know. He's really good I know. At uh, They're not. I just cannot see them being like, hey, dude, the only dude that is getting starts and even sniffed the front since Paula is Cairoli. They're just gonna be like, nah, sorry, we don't have anything for you. I just, I would be shocked if we get to Redbud or we get to a week before Redbud, and they're like, oh yeah, Cairoli's going back home. I just don't see it. I just don't see it. But He's the only shining light right now. I probably will get on and roast KTM USA if he is not at Redbud. It's dumb. And now you're talking about once again. Now you're going if going to High Point this weekend, especially if it's a mutter. You're talking about even more Euro track because the ruts are even deeper. They're tackier, especially if it's mud. All off cambered. Then you go to Redbud. He's already been to Redbud before. And then what do we have next weekend? A fucking sand track. Mm-hmm. And then we go to another hard pack hey, sand track. Hey, it doesn't matter. He runs the scoop everywhere. Yeah, but <laughs> he ran it's the like scoop dude, this weekend, dude. It's like if I'm looking, he'll fucking run the scoop this weekend, even if it didn't rain. Yeah, but you're looking. He's got to be going there, dude. These next four rounds are like my tracks. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know if they don't take him. They're dumb. Roger they're, and Ian, I have never fucking... said this about them. They're fucking stupid. Whoever's the one making that decision, which is pretty much Roger. I mean, he's the best KTM guy right now. So you're going like to knock him off? And you're looking at him going trending up because I guess we would have to look at the live timing. Obviously, he was a ways back, but it was definitely a lot better than it was at High Point. Or not High Point, but Hangtown. Because at Hangtown, he was like 55 seconds back. Yeah. And I think it was in like the 40s yesterday or whatever. And then now he's been running up front, getting used to, hey, these dudes sprint really hard at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Cardio, like I said, is getting better. Bikes getting better. Well, I mean, he ran up front. Had it had it been anybody but Kenny, he probably would have led that first lap. Oh, he for sure would have. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So. Yeah, dude. I just, I want to I see him for the entire season. Because like mm-hmm. I said, there's tracks coming up that I want to go. I want to see what he can do at him. But he did make an inter- interesting comment in the post race. I heard that was like, well, I'm not here just to have fun and ride around. Type I shit, think, I which f- it's like okay, I understand, but I mean, in three rounds, you've gone from like, holy shit, is he really going to be able to ride over here on this bike? Because the bike looks horrible. He's not doing well. Like he's you know seventh overall or something. Yeah. To now he's going you know five four for fifth and like hole shotting and le- <laughs> leading, and it's like, okay, he 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 can do this. Oh for sure. Yeah. You know, had had the call been made a few months earlier. We might be looking at a completely different series here right now. but Which is why I'm saying that if he stays in, okay, we go to high point. Yep. That bike's getting better because, once again, he said this enough times, that bike is a lot softer. Yep. It's a lot more flex than what he's used to compared to over in the GPs. This is a lot more rigid. He goes to high point. Keep why don't working they brace it then? Because I think that they have certain – they can, but I think the difference is, is that they can add gussets over in the GPs, and I don't think you're allowed to do that over here. Mm. I don't know. I'd have to look at. There's just certain things that we can't do over here. Um, but anyways, go to high point. Once again, do the same thing. And now you're talking about now you have a whole week off yeah. to even do more testing. Oh yeah. And now you're going to a track that you know. You're going to dirt that you love. Mm-hmm. And then you got Southwick the weekend after. So it's like, dude, there'd be no reason by the time we get to Redbud that if he's in it for the series that I can't see him not getting on the box. Mm-hmm. Then we go to Southwick. There's a whole real fucking good chance he can go to Southwick and go one one, especially mm-hmm. if he yanks holies like that. Holy oh, yeah. shit. So, dude, I just, it'd be such a dumb mistake on their part to not keep him around. I just mm-hmm. can't see it. I just can't. And plus, I think I'm just being selfish. I just want to see Kai really ride. Yeah. Well, I love watching him yeah. in person ride. Every time I've been in person and watched him ride, it's amazing. Just his line selection alone is stupid. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's cool, though. Getting them fucking starts, man. <laughs> Jesus. I want to know what he started in yesterday, though, if he started in first or second, because he's a big proponent. Like, I think for a while in the GPs, he was starting in third on his 450. Well, I don't know. I heard I heard it had I heard a lot of guys were first yesterday. Usually they are forever since yeah. we've been going there, but I'd just be curious to see if he's like, Oh, I started in third, I'm gonna start in second here or he just followed what everybody else did and he started in first. Yeah. But no, it's just fun watching him ride. Um so Dungey goes seven seven for sixth and but he's I heard he was sick. I did. Uh, there's something going around the pits. Yeah, it's a petri dish. Everybody's yeah, fucking everyone. It's a petri dish. Everybody's just fucking everybody. There's a lot of herpes. It's goddamn 90s all over again. A lot man. of herpes in, uh, in the pro pits right now. Yeah, I think he's just realizing that this is just where he is. Yeah, it's funny because he goes from being like a like a podium guy all the time to now he's like yeah, like that five to eight range. Yeah. all the time. Um, but it is funny too. Like they were talking on the broadcast, and I did notice this right as like right before they were saying it. How much he sits down and has that old school riding style compared to everybody else now, who stands up, put 
feet on the pegs, like all that kind of stuff. So yeah, he's always been that way. He's always been that well, way. Well, did he's you see a- him almost eat it going into that like uh, in that downhill yeah. um, and that round through like the uh, around the tree there or whatever? Because it was funny. Because who is he battle? Who is he battling with? It was second moto. Because I watched it this morning. Uh he was battle was <sighs> second moto. It might have been was he battling with Joey? Barsha, maybe. Uh, maybe it was Barsha, yeah. yeah. And yeah, he was he was sitting down, and when he transitioned from, because it's like that off-camber downhill right into that tight one, or that 180 left big sweeper, and he freaking, there was a bump in the transition between like going right to going left, and he was sitting down, and you saw it like kick him real hard, and I was like, oh boy. So Yeah, he's always had a very unique style. Like when he's sitting down, he has a really straight up and down upper body, drops his shoulders. Then when he's standing up, this is a weird thing where is like top of his upper body is like arched and then he rolls his, his shoulders forward. Yeah. He's got a really weird style, but the thing though is I don't really know if I like yes, the Euro style has been implemented implemented so much over here. Yeah. But I mean, dude, you go back and you watch RV, and I've said this a million times on and off the record. RV has the only dude I've ever watched that has perfect technique on a dirt bike. RV was always standing up, balls of his feet, knees bent. Like, Dungeons has always ridden that way. Like, that's just how Dungey rides. Yeah. So, like, it's not a revelation. No, but it's interesting to see the difference between Yeah, but you can that. thank Euros for that, though, because that's the thing, though. Like, all these, especially these new kids, like, they watch the Euros the way that, and even Mitchell has talked about this before, like, when he came back from Europe. Not to say that Mitchell has ever had bad technique. He's always been really light on the bike, really fluid. But he's like, dude, I came over into Europe and I watched all these dudes stand up. Because you watch them, they'll stand up all the way till like right after the apex. And then when it really starts to arc, that's when they drop into the corner because you need that balance of your like your inside leg. Yeah. But yeah, dude, it's the Euros, man. Like Euros have always ridden that way, whereas the Americans don't, which is weird because you talk about like how much we're into Supercross where you never should be sitting down. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that's a it's a Euro thing. Like mm-hmm. all our guys watch the Euros the way I mean, look at the way Hurlings fucking rides. Oh, yeah. He never sits down. Like literally never sits down. Mm-hmm. And I mean, well, look at Kenny though. Same thing. And like people like to talk about how Eli invented that whole thing. I'm like, dude, what the f- no? <laughs> like Eli did not. No, stop, stop it. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so Barsha goes six eight. Was sick apparently. Sick and bike changes and bike changes. They they brace that frame. I mean, it's got to be. They stiffened it up. It's got to be a thing, though, because like he was a lot better yesterday than he was he the first was. two rounds. He was. And he didn't really, the post-race I listened to, he didn't really have an answer for last week. All he Outside said of was, being sick? Uh, uh, yeah, and they said, and he said the bike changes they made. So I mean, it, I mean, you would have to think that it's not bullshit, though, because he was 10 times better yesterday than he was at the first two rounds. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be... It's a I'm, petri dish of everybody fucking everybody. I in the pits. know, dude. We're gonna get to that when we talk two fifty. They quit but, having orgies in these I fucking no, motorhomes. Emig's like or, orgies. <laughs> what? What? Um, Grass showed up to the first round. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, dude, Shane goes twelve five. That first moto was fucking good. That second? No, was it the second moto we got fifth or the first moto? Yeah, the second moto. Second moto. Twelve five for yeah. eighth uh, overall. I mean, dude, Husky. Like what the fuck? Stop yanking Shane's. Just stop. You're good. You need to sign him for the rest of the season. There's no way he doesn't go. Like they keep like, acting like, oh, we're looking at him till like high point. It's like, well, who are you gonna have? Dino's not coming back. Oh, and D- apparently Dino's training right now, but I don't think back. he's ready to fucking ride yet. So apparently, and Chris talked about this. Um, did you know that uh, Malcolm? Like, I don't think the plan was ever him to ride outdoors. He didn't. Have, he hasn't even had surgery yet. 
He's just letting it. <laughs> so I think that whole it was sham. I don't think he was ever planning on riding outdoors. I think that was bullshit. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It, so who are you gonna have? And Shane just goes out there and gets fifth. And we sat up here and did our preview show and like, yeah, if Shane gets fifth, like a lot of things are gonna have to fall into play. No, dude, he just straight up got fifth yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like he was having pressure the whole entire boto, and he just got fifth. Yep. So, yeah, that was a good ride for him. If you're husky, dude, stop, stop doing that. Like, just you're signing in for the season because who else are you gonna have? You don't have anybody. Your your team is like all IR right now. <laughs> it's fine. It's I mean, fine. He was really good though. He was very very good a yeah. lot, and I like it. Look, I like Shane. I. Uh, Shane's not an outdoor guy, so for Shane to get a fifth place in an outdoor moto, like... Yeah, which is really weird to think about the fact that the last time he raced outdoors was on a 250, and he got second in the points. Yeah. So, um, Savachi goes 8-9 for ninth. Uh, Almost had Dungey, that first moto. Almost. Almost. A lot better than I thought. That knee's coming around a lot quicker, and I'm telling you, if he keeps building in that, he keeps getting more trust in that knee. Yeah, he'll get get better and better. He's going to be... uh, He's going to be hovering around that top five pretty soon. It's yeah. just that. And he even made, like, mentioned about, like, hey, like, I was, like, super nervous about going out and riding because even though I thought the knee was good, like, I had those flashbacks of what it felt like to dab <laughs> it. And he was scared. Like, yeah. I, I guess when he came into that first round, he was legit scared. Like, hey, dude, like, am I going to dab? So I guess that's why he wasn't there at the first round because hmm. he, like, rode press day. And I think he, he cooked. He hooked it once. And he's like, oh, like it doesn't feel super bad, but like I think all those things were creeping in his mind. He's like, oh boy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'm pleasantly surprised. And if he's already where he's at right now, like I said, he's only going to trend upwards. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, okay, so here's a person. Uh, March Banks goes nine eleven for tenth. Nine eleven, nine one one. March Banks. <laughs> uh, he's a four fifty guy, right? <laughs> Yeah, but it, it so I was a little worried about him melting in the heat yesterday too, but here we are in the same spot we've been, so have you noticed through the first three rounds this is literally what he's done both motos? He's yeah. been either eighth or ninth the first moto and eleventh mm-hmm. or twelfth the second moto. Yep. That's I fine. Mean, if that's what you're doing all year, like that's what you need because your fucking teammate just ragdolled himself in that first moto. I mean, my thing is is like you look at that you look at the guys ahead of him. Who's he gonna be? Who's he gonna beat? Yeah. Who's he supposed to beat? I mean, you've got legend, legend, legend well, not Legend, legend, rookie sensation, new new sensation. Uh, Here's uh, the thing: outside of Shane, all yeah. the guys that are beating him are champions. Yeah. Well, so no, Shane and Savachi. Oh yeah, Joey did beat him. Joey did beat him. But yeah. still, though, you're talking about two guys that have been battling for titles their entire. So it's like, yeah, who's he? Who's he supposed to beat? Mm-hmm. Who's he supposed to beat? Because every guy in front of him is either an established champion or won a championship, or guys that have been battling which for championships their yeah. entire career. So who's he supposed to beat? Yeah. So I think that I think he's slicing in right where he's supposed to the be. Thing though, that if you're him and it's not, I don't want to rain on his. I don't want to rain on the parade because I think he's doing better than I would have expected. The thing though that you got to think about if you're him though is. There are a few guys missing. So it's like if those guys were to come back. Yeah. But then again, who's missing that you're gonna that you're gonna fucking beat here? You're gonna be AC? That, yeah, when he crashes. Okay, but okay, so AC, you weren't gonna beat Mookie outdoors. Okay. You're not gonna beat Dylan. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna beat Marv. You wouldn't have beat Coop. Mm-hmm. Okay, so who else? I highly doubt on that bike he would have beaten Anstey. So I mean you're looking at guys, and I'm I'm just trying to be on the realistic bandwagon of like, okay, he's doing really, really well. Mm-hmm. But we also have to think the fact, though, there are some guys that are missing. So it's like you almost got to prepare for what's going to be when you get to that point. But, I mean, dude, 
if he finishes the whole season, that's a win. Yeah. Because with the Addison's disease, knowing that that he shouldn't even be riding, mm-hmm. if he just makes through the whole year, dude, if he makes through the whole year and floats right around that, say eight to twelve mark, yep, I think that's a win. And if he's beating his teammates, so well, that's the thing too. Um, AP eleven ten for eleventh. St- I mean, this is not well going well. Yeah, but w- we talked about this. Like, what? At what point do, does Raj pull the plug on him, though? But I mean, who? You, what are you going to do, though? I don't know. That's the thing, though. Like, I don't know. You talking about like not re- like firing him or not firing him, but like, what do you mean pulling the plug? Yeah, when does he get fired? Well, does he have another year on his contract? Or I think so. One year only. <clears throat> no, I think it's two. How soon before they fire? You think they're trying to buy him out? Like they're trying to buy Volan out of his contract right now? Because they're just like, well, fuck it, it's not working. I don't think that Rogers being that hasty. I think now if we get to round eight or nine and these are still his results, then this is a different conversation. Because once again, we have to remember the fact that Dude, this it's is a, bad. It is bad. It's not. It's not great. But could we have on it? Like, did we really expect it to be any better though? There's no way he. Who was he going to? Did we expect it to be any better? No. I don't, man. Did KTM sign him to fuck around in 10? Okay, so here's the no. thing, though. You have to think about, do you believe that he would be there had he not gotten hurt in Supercross? I don't know. Because I don't think he would be, because Supercross wasn't going well. Well, he got second, though. He got, he, what did he do in the first round? He was top 10 second, and then he got hurt. Yeah. Okay. So he made, what, three rounds? Mm-hmm. He got a podium already. But it's like, I'm looking back to the way he was last year, and there's no reason to think that he wouldn't have been the same guy, just on a different bike. So I think that they're trying to be realistic, but yes, I think that if you get to the eight nine round mark and he's still doing this, then there's got to be that tough conversation. Like, hey, man, you're just you're not improving. Yeah. Like, what's the deal? Because then you got to look at maybe, maybe it's not even. I mean, it's partially like his his program right now, but maybe it's also he's just realizing something that we were all nervous about too. Is KTM the right fit for him? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, dude. You have Antonio Cairoli, nine-time world champion, seven-time 450 champion. Ryan Dungey, fucking whatever, nine, ten championships he's won in between 250 outdoors. And then you have Aaron. I love Aaron. Aaron is a bad dude on a dirt bike. Those three people do not fit together. Aaron, in my opinion, is a great second or third rider on a team. He is not who you build a team around. <sighs> man, though, no, you don't build a team around him, but, like, I don't. Last year, man. Last year. If Dylan would have not been the guy on that team as teammate, Aaron, dude, he was in he was in top three in points outdoors in four fifties last year. It just didn't look as good because his teammate was a champion. I mean, it's I don't know. It, it's okay, but it yeah, it might it might just be the team thing. I think at some point you got to. That's also got to be a conversation that's to be had. Is, is maybe he's just not all about the suit and tie like which we we talked about. We called it. So who? Okay, so doing a little bit of hypothetical silly season what team suits him best because there are teams that suits him best it's just not an austrian brand team i don't know i mean i feel like honda's too suit and tie for him too yep uh kawasaki kawasaki maybe because i mean anderson says they're pretty they're pretty loose over there like he's he's pretty okay so maybe kawasaki and then you got joey right now and the fact that they even have him and as much Mm -hmm. as i love joey he's notorious for being hard to work with sometimes yeah i mean dude maybe hep suzuki bro that's a fun atmosphere that would be i I mean they're they're drinking twisted tea after the races hanging out so I did notice that in Hartraff's interview from last weekend, he was drinking a twisted tea with weed. I think they have to. I think it's a sponsorship obligation. Yeah, but do you wonder if they're actually drinking twisted teas or if there's just water in there? 
know. Because we know that with most shit, when you're drinking it, it's water. Yeah, I'm not sure. No, actually, you know what? I bet they're actually drinking Twisted Teas. I bet they are, too. <laughs> I bet they are, too. Good for those guys. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, so, yeah, I don't know, man. I, honestly, yeah, I, I see him. If he's going to be the main guy on a team, Hep Suzuki would be the team. Or I Moto think. Concepts. Moto Concepts, yeah. Yeah, they. I mean, I, I mean, Mike Genova's a pretty loose guy. Yeah, but I think AP likes outdoors too much to go to like a Moto Concepts. Yeah, because Moto Concepts he's only running world and yeah, AP likes to suffer whatever. So yeah, so I think I think Hep, I think the Hep signing would be really good for him there. I think the last thing I'll say about AP before we move on is just give me three or four more rounds and then I'll come back to he it. Could, he could go to Gas Gas too. Yeah, but how's he gonna do that with Barsha? Because Gas Gas is fun, fun. Yeah, but I thought Justin doesn't want another team. Doesn't want a teammate. I don't think Justin's going much beyond this year. That's true. That's another thing. That's another thing I got to think about. Yeah. So anyway, um, so yeah, so I think, yeah, I think that's where you could slot in and be okay. But yeah, but the KTM experiment here is not going well with him. It's not, and I, I don't see it getting better. No, and you also got to think, dude. If I'm him, I don't know how much money he's getting paid. He's probably not making. He's probably making less money than he did at Star. Yeah. Uh, with all the shit that's going on around KTM right now, if I'm him, with how much next year is probably going to be really fucking weird in the semi, I probably wouldn't even want to be there. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you what, KTM pits in 2023 are going to be weird. It's going to be yeah. a weird vibe. It's going to be a very fucking weird vibe. Yeah. We like to ba- we like to bash on what happened with the whole failed Butler Brothers thing. <laughs> Red, Bull K- Red Bull KTM, I'm sorry, is not going to be a fun place to be next year. Nope. Because none of them know what the fuck's going on. Nope. And you got a guy in Cooper Webb who's supposed to be your main guy that probably doesn't even want to be there. Well, we know he doesn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that kind of sets the tone. Yeah, if I'm him. Fun I'm, times. If I'm just him, I'm like, dude, buy me out of my contract. I'll go somewhere else. Fun times. Because why would you want to deal with that bullshit? Mentally, when you're going in there and your teammates, you're not even fun to be. Because him and Cooper are actually friends. Yeah. They've been teammates for a long time. They've known each other for a long time. You're like, why would I want to be here when the vibe's not? Because AP is a vibe guy. Why the hell would he want to be there? Mm-hmm. So if I'm him, yeah, now that you say about the buying out of the contract, I didn't even think about that, I'd be like, dude, just buy me out of my contract. I don't even want to be here. Who the fuck do they go with then? That's my point. <laughs> like, who do you got? You almost have no you almost have no choice but to give Marv a deal again. Because Coop, I hate to say it, is probably not going to do shit next year in Supercross because he doesn't want to be on the team. Mm-hmm. You don't have another person in the pipeline that's coming off the 250s that you're going to sign. Dude, Cooper Webb's on fucking maternity leave right now. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. Maternity leave or paternity leave? Maternity. Yeah. If they're calling it maternity leave, they're a bunch of dumbasses. It's paternity that's leave. That's what I'm calling it. It's oh, maternity okay. leave. Okay. Yeah. He's on no, maternity that's leave. My, that's my point. Like, dude, KTM is not going to be a fun place to be next year. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if we go to the races next year and the whole 10 is GP style and it's just closed to the public. You can't even get in there. Maybe. We'll see. Because you got fucking Roger who's going to be yelling at everyone. <laughs> You know what? We've been talking about it with Team USA for a long time. Maybe it's the same thing with, with KTM. Maybe it's just time for Raj to go. It is time for Raj to go because he's getting cranky in his old, his old age. I love Roger DeCoster to death, but he is a cranky bastard. You ever seen a KTM guy with a vlog on YouTube? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Yep. Um. All right. Uh. Dude, can we talk about Craig's first moto ride? He goes 10-12 for 12th overall. Dude, his yesterday. 40th to 10th. His results yesterday were not indicative of how he rode. No. Especially that Fastest first Fastest qualifier. And then he even goes into the pits and comes back out. Yeah. And works his way forward. And worked up to 10th. There was at some point, yeah, when he went into the pits, even Weege and RC were like, wait a minute, didn't he go into the, how is he already 12th? He <laughs> went into the pits. He went into the pits. Yeah. Yeah, no. 
That was. I don't know about you, but I'm here to say it. Craig's the real deal. Like hey, we knew dude, he is. He is the real fucking deal, especially going from 40th to 10th. Dude, I didn't even need to watch him ride the second moto to know that he like, might revitalize Husky next year. He. I'll be honest with you. He might be the main guy on that Husky team next year. I know that Malcolm had an insane year, but dude, if Christian really is this good on a 450, mm-hmm. and we can say what we want about Christian off the track, but no, he if he has any haters, they're gone now. Because mm-hmm. through three rounds, he has been good. Yep. Yep, and yesterday was a very underrated ride. Especially, once again, we didn't know how he was going to be in the heat. Not that Christian's program has ever been super loose, like he's always been in shape. But yesterday was a perfect, like, test, mm-hmm. and he passed. Yep. So, yeah, no, he's he's going to be where he's going to be the entire year. There's 100%. no reason to not think otherwise. 100%. Um, okay, let's continue on here. We'll skip around a little bit. So, uh, 13th. Uh, Marshall Welton goes 15-13 for 13th. Good for Marshall. Michigan boy there. Good for Marshall. Yeah, we got to try to talk to him dude, at some point. They, yeah, do you know anybody that knows him? Uh, Dude, pretty much every Michigan person knows Marshall. You have his phone number? I don't have Marshall's phone number. I was never really – like when I first no. met Marshall, he was a kid, but I like I could talk, I could try to talk to some people. I mean, dude, fucking – I like – I think Denver is buddies with Marshall. Oh, Denver hates me, so. Yeah, but he doesn't hate me. All right, well, you don't see about, but yeah, but he knows that it's my show. Yeah, like, it's gonna be a fucking whatever. problem. Uh, no, man, pretty much. Like, Fuck that guy. Pretty much, <laughs> pretty much everybody knows Marshall. Uh, they did not do his story justice. They were talking about it yesterday on the practice show. Oh yeah, he shows up to local races to make money, so he could have gone mm-hmm. spend some time in Europe. No, this was Marshall. Like Marshall did the amateur thing, was very underrated as an amateur. Yeah. I don't think he ever won a title at Loretta's, but he was always like top three. Uh goes to the privateer thing he had that deal with justin barsha mm-hmm. he goes to europe i'm pretty sure he almost won an emx 250 title almost okay comes back to the states fiddles around doing doing some nationals goes up to canada and then comes back down here and now he's getting if you want to talk about a guy that deserves some help mm-hmm. marshall is that fucking guy well, and I mean, and he's going to maximize this opportunity. I was going to say, I was nervous with switching bikes and all this stuff. But he there, looks great. But I mean, yeah, you go fifteen, thirteen for thirteenth, and yeah, it's and like, he was running eleventh for quite a while that yeah. second moto. Mm-hmm. So, dude, good, <laughs> decent starts, running good. And I mean, what else can you expect out of this? Again, you look down the list of guys that beat him. Who the fuck is he supposed to beat in that list? You know, if he keeps this rolling into high point and does the same thing again, I'll make a bold statement that he's top ten at Redbud. Could be. I don't think he'll do any better than 10th. Yeah. But if he continues this into high point this weekend, I'll make a bold statement that he's top 10 at Redbud. Because yeah. he, he's fucking fast at Redbud. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and speaking of the Twisted T team here, Billy Grotto, if you're watching this, we could use a Twisted T cooler with some Twisted T's in it. Uh, anyway, uh, Heart Raft 1414. What is going on with him, dude? So, I was listening to the. Moto 60 show on Thursday that Steve does. He had Rarick on. Okay. Um, Steve is under the impression he had a great Supercross season. He took out a policy on himself uh, and got the policy uh, because he did so well. Uh, So he is under the impression of he is on a, he didn't say this, but a Supercross hangover, essentially. 
and Rarick is friends with him, and Rarick told him, bro. Well, I'm pretty he, sure they grew up right he, yeah, close well, to each other. Well, Rarick told him, if you're going to show up to the fucking race, fucking race. Like, quit fucking around. Which is funny of all people. But, <laughs> but what I'm also hearing a lot of, no one is happy with that bike on that team. Well, this is the same problem. Well, no that's what Brandon. That's happy. what Brandon had problems with last year. Mm-hmm. And actually, and maybe you already knew this. I've known this for a while, but there was no reason to talk about it. Uh, that's kind of why Max left the team. Well, so I heard something this week about Max too. I heard that firepower Honda. Well, I heard that, but I also heard that because of the way him and his girlfriend or wife, wife. went off on Steve. Is there's a lot of teams whispering throughout the pits that they're like, yeah, we don't want to touch that with a ten foot pole. Look, I could have told you, I'm a huge Max Anstey supporter, but I could have told anybody in the industry that, like, dude, that's how he was. Him and his dad when he came over here way back in the day in the late 2000s, and KTM, he was a KTM amateur prodigy. He is notoriously rough to work with, and I think it's that Brit attitude. And this is not a shot at British people. That's just the way they are. He basically knows what he wants, yeah, and he doesn't sugarcoat shit. And I know that maybe you people could say, well, oh, he's not really in a position to do that. And that's fine. But it's like, dude, if you're willing, if you're risking your life every weekend, yeah, that's what your living is. I don't blame him for wanting what he wants. Like, I, I, I don't do blame, the same fucking thing. I don't thing. blame him for wanting what he wants. And like, we, we know this struggle in ourselves of, you know, if you're not sugarcoating it with the industry, the industry will, will, yeah, they'll fucking blackball but, you for sure. We also are doing something where we don't necessarily have to work within the confines of the industry. Yes, exactly. He has to work within the confines of the industry. Yep, for so sure. So you have to be smart enough to know you got to keep that shit. Well, you got to think about it too. Under control and having your wife. Yeah, that's the reason why with Hep she was not scream happy. at people. She was yelling. I think she got into it, it with Dustin Pipes. Is not. It's not fun well it's just not fucking, a good look it reminds me of fucking <clears throat> dealing with kenny and courtney what happened this past with courtney going off on people yep that's Maybe it's not the same, a good look same, also but the i mean dude not to get off topic for too much but since we're talking about it a second i mean you got to think about how max what his last couple of months looked like yeah he was offered a ride with ktm with a 250 he's like no fuck that i want the 450 he was signed for the cowie thing then they were like, oh, Joey, which they knew they could probably get a little bit more out of Joey because they had history with him. And like, hey, Joey's a little bit more down on his Was luck. he signed with Cowie? He wasn't signed with it, but I think that they promised him because they didn't think Joey. My point, what I'm trying to get at is, is you got to think about like if we're going oh, off yeah. of with Max. So then you go to the fact of we heard rumblings with Ethan Lane's dad mm-hmm. that he was going to do. And then it was was Mark McKenzie, the guy that was uh, Forrest's uh main money guy on the Butler Brothers team. Yeah. And now we're hearing Firepower Honda, but then it's like the Butler Brothers thing is kind of back, but it's under different circum like different ownership or whatever you want to call it. And they're like he hasn't even probably gotten a phone call. So like, yeah, like that proves the point that Max is tough to deal with. I love Max. And I love the fact that he does not bullshit with people, but you are right. Like, dude, if you're dealing with these people and these are the people that are going to pay you, you kind of got to reel it back. Now, if you were a five-time world champion, mm-hmm. that's different. That's the, you, other, that's the other thing too. If you're, if you're Eli Tomac, if you can you're Ken Roxon, you, yes. you can do that kind of shit. If you're Max Anstey, you can't. You cannot do that. No, you, you have, cannot do that. No. you cannot let your wife do that nope. shit because your wife now has put your put career you in, a tough, in yep. yep in in jeopardy type shit. It it's an interesting thing. Yeah, and it's, it's a just it's a saga, and which, I can't wait to see the ending. Which really, the last thing I'll say is, which really sucks because. 
all he's doing is is knowing what he wants. And it really sucks that mm-hmm. we are in I mean we're not the only one, but we have an industry where if you even go outside the like the lines that are painted in front of you just a little yeah. bit, you get screwed for it. And that's just the unfortunate part is is all he's doing is is telling people what he wants. I really want to know what the hell they're upset with about this bike. That's what I really want to know. Like, what the fuck is wrong with it? Does I don't it, think it has anything to... I think it's literally... Power-wise, it no. can't be a thing. It's I gotta it be chassis. chassis. It was chassis it stuff. It has to be. I think that they were just... I think I think Brandon's problem was is, is it was a rear-end issue. I don't know what Max was pissed off about, but I think that it was a rear-end issue. But you also got to think, too, dude, that bike has been the same for a long fucking time. That's That was something else they were talking about. I mean, Rarick was literally like, dude, it's the same bike. Put last year's setup on where you raced decently outdoors and run that. But you that. can't complain about the motor. Yeah. Even in the 250 class, you can't complain about the fucking motor. The motor's no. strong. I don't know, man. And the shitty thing is they're going to have to wait out another year because it's not new till 2024. Yeah. No, man. And that team and, and, and Chris... Chris even mentioned this in his video. Uh, they're kind of on a struggle right now because they're starting to spread themselves really thin because they yeah. don't have the people. They're trying to do nationals and world and regular super. I really hope Progressive and Twisted T's paying them a lot or putting a lot of money out there because, dude, next year. Oh, no, they're they're going to have to go after it. So they've got to go after another t- main sponsor because they, well, yeah, the they have to have something that's worldwide because Twisted T is not worldwide and no, Progressive, Progressive is not either. worldwide either. So, I mean, you got to Dustin about- was talking about this on Pulp that like he they, they're looking right now for a worldwide sponsor for World Supercross because they're world guys that team. Even though it's going to be under the same management, mm-hmm. is going to be completely different guys mm-hmm. than what it is for the Nationals and Supercross guys. Yep. And then now you're talking about adding more people in. Yeah, dude, they're that team might have gotten a little bit too big too quickly, mm-hmm. and they might have too many aspirations. Because yeah, I don't know how you're going to do it. I don't know how you're going to do it with the the people you have. You don't have enough people there. Well, they're going to need an influx of cash here from World Supercross anyway. Yeah, but still, though, man, that doesn't mean that, that that's great. But you got to find the people that you're going to have on your team. Well, and I think, dude, I think Suzuki's stroking bigger is starting to stroke bigger checks for them. Hopefully, because they're going to need it. Because if not, they're going to they're going to have the people. I don't think they were going after AC and shit like that with Twisted T and Progressive Money. No, but there was somebody there was somebody else I heard this week a 450 guy. Oh, not a 450 guy. Uh, Nichols. Nichols was a name yeah. that I guess came up um, as far as signing him for next year. Well, Dustin said he's had some interesting people in his inbox here. Dude, if I'm them and that is a legit, because I only heard that as a rumor. I don't know if that's true or not. If that's a, I'm actually, sure it is. Where the fuck else are you going to go? If, if I'm them, sign him. Fucking sign him. Mm-hmm. Do Supercross with him and do just Supercross only. Yeah. Sign him for a Supercross only 450 deal. Sign him for Supercross and Worlds. Exactly. Well, that's my point. Just Supercross. Don't even fuck yeah. with outdoors. Sign him for Supercross and call it good. Mm-hmm. And then also, too, after Marshall keeps this momentum going, sign Marshall Welton. Sign him as an outdoor-only guy. Exactly. Sign him. <laughs> you have Colt Nichols for Supercross. You have Bogle for however much he wants to do this. And you have Hartraft, Seven Deuce Deuce, and Marshall Welton. And that's your fucking team for the state side. Mm-hmm. Because, like, dude, you don't have much options right now that are people wanting to be on your team outside of the world, guys. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. So... Um, all right, let's keep scrolling here. Uh, so Amar thirteen thirty two, seventeen. Dude, he hit the hard. Oh, dude, that was fucking nasty. That he ragdolled too. Did a typical Amar crash though. Steve put out a tweet. He was dead. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. Oh, for a minute I thought he was dead. <laughs> he didn't get up right away. Dude, he said in his poster is he's like 
he's like, dude, when that when that rear end slid out, he goes, I just went, I'm this is where I die. This is where I die. He goes, and then I woke up and I was like doing a full body check, like, holy shit, I'm alive. And then we went back to it. And I was like, Jesus Christ. It's the only unfortunate thing when you're five foot four on a four fifty that has more horsepower than the rest of the bikes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, let me scroll through. As we said, Kev goes 24, 24 for 24th. Walker goes 23, 28 for 25th. Henry Miller had a good second moto. Had a good Henry Miller sighting. I think he was 15th the second moto. Uh, just, oh, no, that was Jerry Robbins. Yeah, uh, let's see here. Oh, yeah, Henry Miller went 17-15 for 15th. He's so another, dude, he's another solid privateer man in that 450 class outdoors. He's becoming very solid. Yep. Benny Bloss, you know. Uh, oh, did you also notice that Freddie Norton didn't even line up? Because uh, he didn't even qualify out of... Uh, yeah, I saw he went to the... I did see that. that he didn't was even race like it. 30-something, 38th or something, went to the LCQ, yeah, but I didn't, didn't even, see He didn't that. even race the LCQ, so something happened yesterday. Weird. That whole team was just out. <laughs> they... The, the bikes aren't as good as they... Oh, never mind. Okay, great. <laughs> cool. All right. Uh, that's pretty much everything I got for the 450 here. Yeah, I don't... A lot of, <laughs> a lot of names I didn't recognize at the back half of that. Oh, group. yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. like, who the fuck is this guy? Oh, yeah. Uh, last thing I'll say on the 450s, it's not really relevant to what happened yesterday. Um, I know you don't watch it, but uh, you know Michael Mosman's brother, Josh Mosman? Yes. So he's a test guy for Motorrad Cross Action Mag. He did. The... Did you watch the videos that he did for Hangtown and Paula where he followed through his day? No. So he did He did two vlogs. He rode a uh, Works Edition 450 Honda for Paula and with just his setup, and then he rode an SR Cowie 450 with kit suspension. But anyways, there's a dude in the 450 class. His name's Bryce Hammond. Okay. He's a privateer. Do you think many Bloss is tall on a 450? Yeah. This dude is seven feet tall. Really? Yeah. Because Josh, who's six foot, and that's a legit statement. Like, I know he's six foot because I've stood next to him a long time ago. Mm-hmm. He, like, panned the camera out on the line when they were going out for practice, and he was like, yeah, I'm six foot tall. And then he stand next to Bryce, and they pan the camera out, and Bryce is right here, and Josh is right here. <laughs> and he goes, how tall are you? He goes, seven foot tall. I'm like, how the fuck do you even ride a dirt bike at seven foot tall? I think we've talked about him before. Bryce Hammond? Maybe. Because Benny had made the comment about him. A guy I think being, taller him. Yeah, than him. being taller than him. Yeah, but I didn't know he was seven feet tall. I didn't either. That's wild. Like, Benny's 6'5", possibly 6'6". Six, six. Yeah. Seven foot tall is a lot taller than 6'6". Six, six. And you watch Benny, and he's like this. Yeah. They, Josh even asked him, he's like, dude, how do you go through ruts? He's like, well, <laughs> I stand a lot. <laughs> I stand up. Jesus. Interesting. I have... 14-inch bar risers. 14-inch <laughs> bar risers, and it my pegs like a, are actually on the skid plate. Looks like a snowmobile. <laughs> fucking insane. Fucking um, sags all the way up here. All right, so a couple things we'll do before we go to 250s here. Do you want to go, do you want to do the rant, or do you want to talk about the Stark Cycles launch? Well, there was another thing that uh, we could talk about, too. I mean, um, okay. the World Supercross, the 250 stuff that came out. 250 class, the rules of the way they're doing it. Did not see that, so go ahead. All right. So I, I might have seen it, but I don't remember. So, so go the, ahead. the 250 class came out, the SX2 class. They came out with the rules and regulations. Okay. So we know over here you can point out if you have so many points through Outdoors and Supercross, or if you win a title, you have a year to defend, mm-hmm. which we're going through this whole thing with Justin Cooper and Colt Nichols. They're not even going to get to defend their title. And then you go over to Europe, and it's 23 and under. Apparently, they're making it where... SX2 is not a feeder class over there. You could just ride it your entire World Supercross career. Sick. So you could have a dude who's 35. Fucking perfect. Or like a Justin Brayton, or mm-hmm. you can do it as a guy coming. 
And then there were like, because Michael Lindsay made a video on this. Other people did too, but he talked about, yeah, but the only thing is you think about if you're over here and you're riding, you're only going to be riding the 250 class over there. But it's like, you got to think about if the guys that are doing only the 250 class over there, we know why guys stay for a long time over here. We know my Martin Davalos did. He was getting paid more money. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I don't think that really matters if you're only riding it over there, because if you're doing that over there, the reason why you're not going to the 450 class is because you know you're not going to do any better than 10th. Because Lindsay was like, well, you know, you might not get paid as much. Well, here's the thing. You might not be getting paid as much as if you were riding the 450 class, but it's like, if I'm the top dude and I'm winning 10 titles in the SX2 class over there, and then I'm getting 11th in the 450 class, the money is pretty much going to be the same fucking thing. So why not go win a bunch of titles? instead of floundering around in whatever you would be in the 450 class. But, yeah, they basically don't want this whole, oh, this is a feeder class or a stepping stone class. Yeah. They want both classes to be considered, no, dude, these are pro, these are legit, there's no stepping stone, this SX2 class is important, and it actually matters. So there's no age restrictions. Like, you literally could win every title you line up for and win every race. They're not going to bounce you out. Love it. So, like, if Jet Lawrence, Jet Lawrence, if you wanted to go over there and win 9,000 titles, mm-hmm. they still wouldn't kick him out of the class. Love it. He could ride it for his entire life. Fucking love it. So do I. I think it's badass. It's because awesome. you know why? That means guys like Justin Brayton, if he wanted to ride a 250, he could ride a 250 over there. I don't think Brayton wants to do that. No, but... Justin Barsha could do that. Justin Barsha could. Cole Seely can do it. Vince yep. Fries could do it. I mean, I love it. I absolutely love it. I think it's great. I want to see Jeffrey Hurlings on a KTM 250 over there in the SX. Maybe we will. Who knows? <laughs> I really want to see it because I want to hear that bike just. Yeah. I mean, say I heard somebody the other day being like, "Well, they're only going to be in state. It's going to be like a big arena cross track." And I'm like, "They I don't haven't think announced where the fuck they're riding." And I don't yet. think that Equity Group is dumping fifty million dollars. No, <laughs> that's the stupidest like, shit I've ever heard. I think it was on a pulp thing. And my thing is, is like I keep hearing all this different shit on the pulp stuff. And as much as they're trying to be, like, cool with it, they're still a Racer X slash MX Sports because they know they Mafia, s- whatever the fuck you want to call it. They can see the writing on the wall. They can. Yeah. And so they're trying to, like, downplay it, in my opinion, a lot. That's dumb. And I'm just like, uh, okay, yeah, they're going to pay $50 million and they're going to do oversight. I mean, you look at Paris. That Paris stadium that they use now, that track has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. And... They only use half that stadium. Oh, I know. And I assume this group is going to go in and be like, yeah, we want the whole thing. Well, that's why I still am wondering if they're not even just having their own stadiums built specifically for this and then loaning it out for other things. Maybe. Because this equity group has the fucking money to do it. If they want to go build a bunch of stadiums, kind of like a la what UFC does, they can fucking do it. Wait, the UFC builds their own stadiums? Dude, they built their own fucking island during COVID called Yaz Island. (laughs) <laughs> they literally built a like a whole facility to hold fights during the COVID at these, and they have dude. They have a fucking octagon on the beach. That's cool. It's called Yaz Island. Like, look it up sometime, and hmm. they'll shit. Yeah, no, the UFC bought a fucking island and made a UFC complex. These people have just as much money, actually more. I'm pretty sure that if they want, <laughs> yeah, they have a lot more than UFC. I'm pretty sure if they want to just build their own stadiums, they're gonna build their own fucking stadiums and then do something with it after the fact. Yeah, but it takes years to build stadiums, man. It does, but... So we're going to have to go somewhere for the first yeah, couple of and years and it is interesting, here. but it's definitely... I I feel like they're going to be in a lot of places that they play soccer or football, and they're just going to use those. Because you go to mm-hmm. some of these places, and you start looking at it going, wow, these are the only places that they would have stadiums is for soccer. Yeah. 
I'm sorry. I don't know if you've ever seen a soccer stadium. They're plenty big enough. It's fucking huge. They're bigger than anything we have over here. Mm-hmm. They're big enough. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. We're not going to be. They'll hold 100,000 people. <laughs> yeah. To, yeah. Uh, no, our lap times are going to be very long if we go to a soccer stadium. <laughs> so, no, I'm not worried. I'm not worried about that. Yeah. So, um, okay. So, Stark Cycles. Have you seen or listened to anything about this? Uh, I know that they tested a bunch of the stuff this week. I have only done the... Re- yeah, the embargo came off. So, all yeah. the all the uh, press guys that went over there. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't read any of the stuff or watch any of the videos. I watched all that stuff back in the wintertime. So, I'm not up to date on any, like, crazy news if it's come out. So... I think they're going to be late getting the bikes to people. Uh, that I did make that comment about that. You did, they, yep. But it's not. But the bike isn't wasn't supposed to even come out till is it September? I think. Yeah. But now I'm pretty sure they're talking 2023. Okay. Uh, due to supply chain issues, and Jason Thomas is like, "Look, I know the struggles we go through." He goes, "I think they're still being ambitious, thinking they're going to yeah. get them out at that point." It's a lot. Um. With that being said, <clears throat> I listened to his podcast talking about. Uh, riding it, I watched his video t- of him kind of talking about riding it or whatever. Um, seems super interesting. Oh, that dude, that bike, they, <laughs> it. This is gonna be the first, I think, hmm? and I think it's gonna. The way that they're developing this could make these OEMs that are developing their own kind of go, oh shit. I will say this, so. Remember when Alta came out and everybody was freaking out? They're like, oh, this is the wave of the future and it's going to start. Obviously, this is going out completely different. Alta had their own issues within the actual corporation. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's going to start making the OEMs be a little bit leery, like, hey, do we have to jump on this bandwagon? But I will say, though, that. Oh, there's no jumping on. Kawasaki has so one. So Honda. And Honda has. Honda's, Honda's had been a proto- testing. Honda's had a prototype yeah. since like, 2019. Honda, Honda's been testing, so they're coming. But they're not. So what I think is going to happen if we're just, because this is what we do, we're just talking about the racing side of things. We're not talking about anything else because that's a whole different conversation. Mm -hmm. I don't think that we're going to ever be where they're going to like replace gas-powered stuff, but I think we're going to get to the point that they're so big, they're going to eventually have their own class when we go to these big races. Or you have the option to race them in the 250 or 450 class. I would assume it's going to be 450 because those bikes are so fucking powerful. Mm Mm-hmm. But a lot of people thought when Alta come out, oh man, they're gonna. Re- That's not gonna happen. But they're gonna get big enough where they're gonna have their own class, and you're gonna have the option to race it in the 450 outdoors Supercross. I mean, dude, all you have to do is watch Josh Hill's videos. I was from gonna say over the, the, the own the own class thing. I think maybe eventually when they all have them. Yep. Um, but dude, Stark is not. They they are openly. We're not here to start our own class. Yeah. We're here to come out and whoop on these OEMs. Here's the thing, though, is is that if it gets to the point and you... Because what you're going to have to do, and they obviously already know this, because the guy that's doing it, that started this whole thing, is mm-hmm. a, he's a business guy. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't come from motocross. He's a business guy, which mm-hmm. we've talked about before, is the perfect way to run these motorsports stuff. You don't want to yeah. take a guy that has done it yep. before. You want to take a business guy, yep. which this guy is. He's some fucking... Is he like a German billionaire or some shit? Uh, I don't know. He, he's a, he's I, got a lot of money. I like his ideas, but he he's, tries to act a little too Elon Musky for me. But I mean, I guess what you're... Ri- Anyways, he's yeah. got a lot of fucking money and he's smart. That's yep. just what we have to say about him. They're going to have to find a guy that is a known person... A guy that has the skills, has the results. Oh, I think they're doing that. And that's what I mean. If they this, want to get into the is, racing. This is much like the HEP thing. Uh, the, they're throwing money at stuff. They're going to have to. 
go as a private, like, hey, we have this guy, mm-hmm. see how it does, prove to people that it's worth it, and then they're going to start their own team. Well, Seb's racing the British Championships this year on it. Who is? Sebastian Tortelli. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, like, so it's already been approved for British Championship. There's two or three, at least, other sanctionings around the world that have approved it. And from what I understand, this year's British Championship in the fall or whenever the fuck that is, it starts here some point. That that's, I think it's Seb. I'm pretty sure it's Seb is is riding the bike in that. So I will tell you this right now. So we're gonna see outdoors. Supercross is gonna be a little bit harder just because of the weight difference and the fact that obviously it's no clutch. So that's gonna be a little bit harder in Supercross because obviously you need the clutch a lot more, tiptoe around, especially when you get. The hard pack stuff, and even though you can mess with the mapping, the traction is a lot different than a, a gas powered bike. But outdoors, I tell you what, you put an established outdoor guy on that bike. Um, so there are adjustments on this. Yeah, I know. That there's the a, Alta didn't have. There, there's uh, a whole. Oh, I know. There's a whole I, bunch I'm, of them. I'm sad that I'm sad that uh, uh, Kiefer didn't get to go ride it because he was supposed to. Yeah, but you know, COVID stuff. You, can't go over there for certain things if you don't have certain things yeah, and yeah, he doesn't yeah, have yeah. certain things yeah yeah which i applaud him on but anyway yeah, for sure but we'll move on from that um so so jason thomas has rode the alta bike but it was only like 40 minutes around the parking lot whatever um but that bike was so much heavier than this bike so i don't think that was a good comparison uh that i'm not sure that bike, i don't remember that i think but, the alta bike was like 200 but he pounds. was making very a lot of comments so the way it worked when they went and rode this thing is they went out and rode it, and then they had all of the OEM bikes there. So KTM, Gas Gas, Husky, Suzuki, Cowie, Yamaha, and and Honda 450s. So he went and rode that a couple times, the the Stark, and then he rode the Honda because that's what he's rode in the last couple of years here. And then he was talking to the engineers and stuff, and um, they essentially tuned the bike because he said one of the biggest things that he was that screwed him up was uh the lack of engine braking that it had yeah like it doesn't it didn't yeah. have any it was well, just it's not have it. yeah it's an electric no no they pro they can program it yeah in. yeah basically it's with the ignition yeah yeah it's so, basically the same thing with race cars so so they programmed it in for him and he's like dude by the he's like what started out at the beginning of the day i was like ooh, i'm not sure he's like by the end of the day i was proficient riding but, this. but what i'm what i'm saying though is is that that's why i think outdoors because of all the manipulation you can do with the ignition and everything yeah i think it'll be a better it's always going to be better in an outdoor setting whereas it's supercross once again even with messing with all the electronics on it you still have to have a clutch for certain things in tight sections where and even if you retard the ignition where the traction because that's the thing the electric it's either on or it's off mm-hmm if you don't have a clutch in Supercross and that thing hooks forever, any reason, especially when it's really hard packed, dude, you're not going to be ready to anticipate how hard that thing's getting in and out of the corner. Yeah, and see, I don't know if they have sensors that can sense wheel slip and they can adjust oh, that they, out and they everything. Have, they I'm have sure all they that. do. They have but... all that, but still, once again, though, it comes down to you can do all these things with a bike, but still the rider has to be able to adapt to it. And not having a clutch in tight 180 corners, it just doesn't work. So what I'm saying is I think always Maybe. that bike will always be better. Oh, no. I can already tell you. I watched Josh Hill's videos on a Supercross track. He looked great. He still looked like he just was as fast. But you could definitely tell, though, how much of an adjustment was to watch him try to go around tight 180 corners without a clutch. Outdoors, that thing, dude, you fucking stick a guy like Eli Tomac on that fucking bike, and it'll be insane. Mm -hmm. 
It's going to be very, very interesting, though. I'm just curious to see in the future what guy is the first one to make that leap to want to try it. Mm -hmm. Because right now, I can't think of any guys that would do it. I I can't think of any guys off the top of my head. Well, here's what I like about this, especially compared to Alta. So this is a... This is a battery company, okay? Yeah. And they are developing, like, they're not just trying to do dirt bikes. They are scooters. They are Mm -hmm. road bikes. They are all of that kind of stuff on top of the battery technology they're trying to develop. So I think this will be around for, like, they're not relying. Oh, they're not going anywhere. Oh, no. No, no. This is going to be the one that's going to start it. The price point, though, is, hmm, I know that it's still ten grand for a brand I mean, it's it's essentially the same as like a works Honda. It's just it's just a lot because now you're talking about even though the electronics. Because I think a lot, it's eleven. Yeah, no, no, it's no different than a, than a works a works dirt bike. Yeah, but what I'm saying though is is now you're factoring in though even though the electronics are a lot more tested than what there was on the Alta. If electronics fail on this bike, it is not going to be cheap. So I'm curious, but. You're not doing oil changes. No, no. You're, you're not doing pistons. You're not, not doing, doing clutches. Yeah. The only thing you're really servicing, obviously, is suspension and tires and mm-hmm. shit like that. Chain and sprockets. Yep. I will say, though, it would be really fucking weird to ride that bike and just fucking riding something that's automatic. Like, no shifting. That is that is a big that thing is a weird, Like, having about. your fucking... Le- well, like, because when I, when I always always... When, when I was riding, I was always a guy that always had my finger on the mm-hmm. clutch. Well, no matter what I was doing. So it'd be a weird thing to think about. You go to a like here, this and there's nothing Here's a there. weird thing, too. So we, we all know there's no noise. So when you case a jump, you hear what it sounds like to you case hear sh- a jump. Watch Josh Hill's videos of him going through the whoops. You can hear when that shock and all that metal when it unloads. Yeah, yeah Jason Thomas made multiple comments about, like, dude, I cased the shit out of some jumps. He's like, and I was like, oh, my God, I just destroyed this bike. But that's just metal. That's yeah, just what happens just when what metal happens. is flexing. We just can't hear you're it not because used to you're it. revving. But that's <laughs> so. going to be, do you think, I wonder, though, and the, we're get, the last thing I'll say, because we're, we're not, we're getting too far off into this, even though it's an interesting conversation, it's just a weird thing I would like to talk to you about with some guys, though, because you got to think about when you're riding a dirt bike and you hear noise, it sometimes helps you from getting in your own head. Mm-hmm. You hear nothing but just... Mm. It's RC car. It's a, <laughs> it, it makes me wonder what it would be like to be, just for example, Supercross. 15 minutes into a moto, when your mind starts to wander a little bit because of the monotony, if it's going to be a hard transition to try to keep your mind off of just not hearing anything and going too deep into your own thoughts. Can you imagine how loud it'll be in the stadiums from the people when there's it's no... It's be really fucking annoying when you can hear the other fucking people on the other side. <laughs> no, I'm looking forward to it. You're just riding and you hear, Hey, you suck! <laughs> Punch him in the dick! Oh, God, that'd be awesome. It'll be cool, though. I'm excited for this. Where the Alta thing, I was never on board with it. I was never Yeah, the Alta it. thing was a weird thing. This, though... Dude, it'd be fucking cool to ride one, man. Like, it would just be a weird thing to think about. The weight, though, is still going to be something that I'm going to be curious that you're going to have to adjust to. Because even though it's a lot lighter than the the Alta, mm-hmm. it's still heavier than any fucking 450 out there. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's like, going to be weird. I want to see Eli Tomac ride one. <laughs> Look, pay him 100 grand to do a video and fucking have him ride it. Tell Yamaha to suck a dick. He's going to retire after next year. It'll be fine. You got That'll him. be your guy. He's open season, then. I w- I'd, I'd be curious to see the lap times. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's move into our Holster Co. Reload rant. So you have one. I have one. Okay. So you go with yours first. So it's kind of a last week thing, but everybody has seen the video already of Josh Gilbert ragdolling himself into the ground uh, on the downhill at Hangtown. And if you just watched it, 
you might have not paid attention to, but he smacked his dome on a metal pole that should have never been sitting that close to the track. And they were even like, yeah, there was should have been, you know, 25 feet off or whatever. And even Davey, Davey had to run a comment back. Like he was like in the Racer X article. He was like, yeah, he's like, that thing should have never been there. And, yeah. you know, whatever. I don't know how the hell you are setting up the track banners going through and you just see that metal pole sitting there and thinking, yeah, man, that's like five feet off the track. It's a real good idea to have On that a downhill roller section. I just I don't know how the hell that happens. And I don't care. Davey, Tim Cotter, whoever can say all they want. Yeah. After the fact in, in retrospect. But it's like, dude, that is just that is unacceptable. It goes back to and I've told this story. I've said this to you when Kyle Regal impaled himself with a wooden stake at high point back in like tw- 2009 or 2010. And that's why you never see wooden stakes anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know how as a track promoter that you can think having a metal pole that close. Josh Gilbert got fucking lucky. Because mm-hmm. after I replayed it back and slow-moed it, how hard he hit it with his head, he's real lucky he doesn't have brain damage. Because, dude, he hit that thing going third gear. I don't know how fast he was going because I didn't really pay attention to his speed coming down the hill. Still doesn't matter. He smoked that thing going third gear on a 450. Yep. Dude, could you imagine, God forbid... If he would have smacked that with his neck and broke his neck, we nope. don't we don't have an outdoor series right now because that mm-hmm. lawsuit, oh yeah, is insane. Oh, and I'm not yeah. trying to go down a pot, a politics role because that's not what I'm trying to do. But thank God Josh Gilbert is okay because mm-hmm. when you slow mo that down and see how hard he actually hit his head on that thing, he's lucky he didn't break his neck. Mm-hmm. And like I said, thank God that didn't happen. But if Josh Gilbert hits that thing and breaks his neck right now. We don't race yesterday because MX Sports doesn't exist right now. Mm-hmm. They're sued out their ass. Yep. I just, I cannot believe that that even happened. I just, it pisses me off to no end. And like I said, thank God Josh is okay. He rode yesterday. You could tell he had, he was probably still feeling the effects of it because he didn't look like himself as he did the first, you know, how he looked at Paul or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, thank God he's okay. I'm glad he's fine. Well, fine is a relative term. But yeah, I just don't know how you let that happen. I don't get that. That there's no, there's no excuse for that. No, that is unfucking acceptable. No, and, and like so nobody goes around and like looks at the track before oh, yeah. the race and just goes, you know, that's probably a bad idea. I don't know. It just pissed me off. Mm-hmm. I just like I said, I'm I, I'm just looking out for the fact that Josh, like I said, it's lucky he didn't break his fucking neck because yep. he did. I, mm, I don't know. It just pissed me off. Yeah. So. Yeah, I know it's not a really big rant, but it's just it's ridiculous. Yeah, and I know everybody's going to get on here and start swarming in the comments about the RJ thing. I have heard RJ didn't impale himself on a metal one. He impaled himself on a one of the yellow ones, um, and I heard it was like a freak thing. That is a freak thing. Like, Cause those, those, those are made to flex, break, all that shit, and I heard it was just a freak. You got lucky, though. Yeah, it's it's a typical RJ Hampshire thing. <laughs> the weirdest shit happens. It's like the one guy, it's like the one guy commented on our video. He goes, "Well, RJ has confirmed he's not a vampire, but he's also <laughs> not human." Yeah, exactly. Now he got lucky too, but that's a totally different thing. Yep. No, the the metal pole thing. I just I don't know how you let that happen. I, I just, don't know. Either. I don't know how you let. You might as well just fucking park the a, a UTV right there. Dude, we could put a boat there. Ah, poor Ricky. Never going to live that down. Poor Ricky. Poor Smat. Ricky. Who puts a boat in the middle of a supercross track? What a fucking dumb Who thing Who loops to do. it into the boat? That's also a thing, too. <laughs> God. Fucking Ricky. Oh, God. Never change, Ricky. All right, so what's your rant? Okay. Have you seen the drone controversy from Hangtown? So I heard that there was an unauthorized drone, and that's all I know. Yeah. So this guy and his friends, it looks like there was more than one. 
Yeah. I, I don't know if there was more than one. So this guy and his friends, they go there. They set up uh, somewhere in the facility. I don't know. I don't know how the fuck they got the drone shit in there. I have no idea. Uh, but they have these, it looks like uh, uh, POV mm. racing drones or whatever, which is hilarious because I saw them on the broadcast. Like, I yeah. don't know if you did, but I could see them on the broadcast. And I was like, huh, that's weird. You don't usually like see the drones. They don't usually have them that close. So I, now I've watched this guy's video. He take, and I mean, this dude is in the middle of the track. He is next to Jet Lawrence. And like, <laughs> some people were saying like, oh, that footage makes me nauseous, makes me want to throw up. And I'm like, dude, no, this is fucking cool. Like, it's right in there. Yeah. You, I mean, but here is my rant. I am all for like, fuck MX Sports, go film what you want to film at their thing, whatever. Film it from outside the fence because they won't give you a fucking press pass. Like, do all this shit. Like, I'm all for all that, okay? Mm-hmm. What I'm not all for is flying a fucking drone during a pro national next to the guys. Yeah. There is, there is a, <laughs> there is a barrier there of like, okay, this is close enough. There's a narrow This margin. is too close. Yeah. Because what happens if jet hits that thing? Well, and then I saw somebody posted, they were like, this is why Justin Cooper went off the track. Cause he, he got so close to him. Justin could hear it. Oh really? And it freaked him out. And that's why he went off the track. Whether or not that's true. Are you talking about I the left hander after the step up? Yeah, when he like went okay, off yeah, that second moto yeah, or okay. whatever there. Yeah, I didn't know that. I don't know. I don't know for sure. Maybe it's not. I'm not sure. You yeah. know, I've heard he but screwed way, up. But if he's but, that close but, to Jet, but dude, yeah, if, if you, Jet hits that thing, if you go and watch the footage, dude, he, it's fucking wild. Because I mean, I don't. I like so like yesterday at the race, they had the drone, the actual drone, yeah. for the race. Okay. Love that footage. Yeah, it's different. Up high, Give you, a good you can see the lines. You can tell who's racing. Like that's cool. The footage this guy has, I love that too. Except for, you cannot be on the fucking track, bro. Like, when your drone is over the racing surface, that's too much. You're crossing a line there, bud. Yeah, because like I said, I do wonder what happens if what? Because I don't, I don't know much about drones. I know that they don't really weigh that much, but I don't know how strong they are. But like, you got to think if Jet hits that thing. Yeah, what happens if you hit one of those dudes? Like, that's what you want to be responsible for. I mean, are those things? I mean, because I guess even if they're not sharp, there's edges on it, and then you factor in the speed difference. Like, does that sharp enough to fucking slice the shit out of someone if you hit it? Oh yeah, like if you get hit by. Because I've never actually held. I've if you get hit, if if the those propellers will break pretty easily, but, but if still you get hit by energy one, and speed, oh yeah. So oh, like, yeah, yeah, what happens if fucking jet hits that thing? And once again, talking about God forbid with Josh. What happens if it hits his fucking neck? Yeah. What does that do to him? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. That's why, like, I'm legitimately, but, like, what happens it can't if be good. You, I was going to say, what happens if you lose signal and it flies into one of the bikes or something? Like, hit dude, somebody in the stomach, the chest, the face. I mean, like, okay, if you're, if you take off and you're flying that thing up high and you're getting overhead views. Cool. Whatever. Yeah. And if you lose signal up there and it happens to fall, okay, whatever, dude. A plane could also crash out of the sky at yeah. that point. Okay. Shit like that. I don't, but you're that's not, not you're even not crossing te- my you're line. Not, you're not tempting, though, because <laughs> but you're But when not- you're flying five feet from the guys leading the race... And also, I'm going to assume, too, that these guys don't... They're not experts at this compared to... I was, well, I'll tell you, the way this dude was moving it, he's, I mean, pretty, he's a good drone pilot. I mean, maybe. But here's the other thing. So he posts the video, right? So 
they knew that they were doing this. So I guess the guy had reached out to Davy and them. He wanted a press pass to fly a drone or whatever. And of course, no one gets back to him because MX Sports is a fucking yeah, a fucking, fucking communist, communist <laughs> bunch of assholes. Yeah. So whatever. So then they just go and do it themselves anyway. Well, I guess. I mean, obviously, like I said, I saw it on TV. So it's. Prob- I must have seen it. So I just didn't pay attention. Probably, to it. if you're there, you saw these things. So I guess Davy had seen it. And Davey had gone and found the dude and talked to him and said, look, I'm not going to press charges. I'm not even going to throw you out because your kid's here with you. I don't want to create that fucking scene of me throwing you out of my race. (laughs) Do not post this footage. Well, then, of course, the guy goes and posts the footage and is like, look, I had to get out here some way, blah, blah, blah. Like, he's trying to defend it. And he's, he's getting roasted, dude. But here's the bigger thing. There are very, very tight restrictions from the FAA on drones. Oh, yeah. At this point, okay? When it first started, it was kind of a free-for-all, and then you have two or three of them hit a fucking airplane, and well, all of a sudden yeah. everything goes crazy, and, and- which, again, is another th- whole other thing itself. But, dude, this guy is liable to end up, A, without a fucking... Like, he's never going to be able to fly a drone again, and B, he's liable to end up in fucking jail at this point because the FAA does not play around with this shit. No. And what you were doing without permission there is a fu- like. Nope, that's not a good thing. So, like, well, like I said, I'm all for fuck the whole media pass MX Sports thing. I'm all for that. Okay, yeah. I'm not for that. No, because close. now you're talking. You're talking about something that is just bullshit. But we can we can deal with it. Now you're talking about endangering riders. Yeah, that's like you're, me you're, jumping the fence and standing right on the edge of the inside corner and holding my camera out. To fucking film which is Jack hap- going by. Which has happened. Which it's happened before. Yeah. So, yeah. And, it, uh, and it's not safe and it throws the riders off. Because once again, you know, you can only, with like anything in life, you can only tempt fate so many times before fate uh-huh. decides to go, well, sorry, not your day today. Yep. And then once again, now too, if you hit a rider, now that's a whole different thing. Oh, yeah. That's a whole different thing. You hit a rider. Because once again, I hope we never find out, but we don't know what happens if a guy hits a drone going that yeah. fast. We don't know what happens to that guy. And if that and if that is the case that like him flying that drone next to Justin Cooper, well, okay, now that's even more bullshit, man. Yeah, now you like, just cost us like a good race there. Exactly. So. so yeah, no, I didn't know anything about that, but saying that it's on the broadcast, obviously I seen it. I just didn't pay attention to it. Yeah, no, that's uh that's a no go for me. I'm yeah. totally on board with that. That's not acceptable. I'm all for doing whatever the fuck you want to do. You can piss people off. Dude, you could fucking fly that drone around Davy's head all day and just follow him. I don't give a shit. <laughs> but the moment that you start endangering riders, yeah. I'm I'm not on Well, like I said, you want to you want to sit in the parking lot, take your drone up, you know, 500 feet, yeah. fly it over the track that way, Go get some it. high shots. I'm fine with that. Go for it. Like whatever. But yeah, no. But yeah, mm-hmm. not yep. on board with that. Nope. So, I'm all, I'm, I'm all for for that rant. That's Holster bullshit. Co reload rant two of them this time two of them yep so because we forgot last we forgot last week so we made up with two this week yeah so giving you guys um, content all right cool so we will take a quick break we will come back with 250 class and then we'll get this thing wrapped up so we'll be right back all right and we're back 250 class wrap up here um so your 250s are brought to you by our friends at gutterworks this week gutterworks Radio. Gutterworksgutters.com. Link in the description below. Thanks to Josh and Caleb for supporting the show. Thank you. So, all right. Um, 250 class here. Well, Golden Jet, he doesn't even have to win to do it. He can win without winning. <laughs> ah, here we go. Hey, 
he's still sick. So is everyone else, apparently. Dude, he's not the only it's a one. Petri dish of everybody just having fucking so I'll orgies. Tell you, in so, the- I'll, so I'll tell you what, it doesn't really make him <laughs> special that he's sick because fucking Hunter's sick. Levi Kitchen didn't even think he was going to race. Yeah, that was weird to hear that. So, yeah, there's definitely something going around. Um, well, no, I'll tell you what is these fucking guys. Shout out to Coach Rob. Same thing he always tells us. They have no stored fat. They're too fucking thin. Bingo. That's why they get. That's why they get sick all the time. Yep. Got to keep a little something like me in the tank for reserves. Um, but no, he goes two two on the day. Still gets the overall. And I mean, he. Let's face it. He just didn't have it yesterday for no, he got, either one of those. He got he got smoked, which was a weird thing to see. Yeah, but. Um, but, I mean, dude, here we are. He still extends his points lead. Only by one, but yep. he still extended it. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have anything like – I'm not going to stand up here and beat the jet drum here this this time. But Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a weird thing, too, to think about if these guys, you know, with them being sick. Because Hunter uh, did an interview with Michael Lindsay, and, like, he was saying the same thing. He's like, I'm not 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. But he's like, it's a pain that just won't go away. He's like, I'm a six or a seven. Yeah. You know, which is what Jet said, too. He said he was like 70, which is weird, though, because Jet said he was better than he was last week. Well, last week he was thrown up like, but he still won a moto last week. Yeah. So that's like the weird part about it is it's like, okay, you were throwing up and you won a moto, but you're better this week. Yeah. Where now it's just all in his head. And he had he had all the chances in the world, both motos to go after the guys. up. Well, he said he said he put a. Well, with Levi, charge yeah, with and it Levi. wasn't it wasn't a physical thing. It was like, oh, hey, maybe I can break him a little bit mentally because he's never yeah. been in the spot. He's like, yeah, I actually got faster. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I put it in like four laps. I did not catch him at all, and I was like, all right, bud, you can have this one. It's really weird though, because it's like, dude, if they're if they're all sick, because Levi, I don't know if you've seen the press conference. Levi looked about as much as Jet oh, he did. looked he looked terrible he looked bad. On the podium. He looked real bad. Yeah. So it's like if these dudes are sick, so you're like, okay, and if you're only at seventy percent, yeah, we have a break, so that's a good thing. But it's like, okay, we're going to high point. And if you're only at 70, so say you get another 5%, you're at 75%. Hunter's sick, Levi's sick. It's like, okay, like, is this how the next, like, four rounds are going to go? Because there's not a lot of time outside of that week break to recover. Because you're like, okay, I'm going to – because Hunter – I guess Hunter said that because Michael Lindsay asked him, like, hey, did you ride at all? He's like, no, man, I did practice starts, and I did a lap to break the bike in, and that's all I did. Mm -hmm. He's like, I didn't ride at all this week. And I don't know what Jet did. Jet was probably the same way. It's – dude – he he extended his points lead by one yesterday, but it's so fucking weird because it's like, dude, if these guys are going to go out and beat him and they're going to get the confidence that they can beat him. Dude, everybody's been talking about it since last week. If if you're going to beat Jet, this is the kind of times you have to beat him. And if you can't do it. But then- the funny thing is, is that you're talking about the guys that beat him are in the same boat as him. You would have thought that like a healthy Michael Moseman or a healthy Joe Schmoda. They're the guys that beat him, but the two guys that beat him are just as sick as he is. Yeah. So you're like, that's what, like, yesterday was the weirdest thing. I'm like, oh, because when it comes out to find Levi was sick and then to see how bad he was and then yeah. to say, oh, I didn't ride, I wasn't going to ride, you're like, how the f- how is that even possible? I would have thought the guys that would have been healthy would be the ones. So it's like, that's what makes it even more impressive on their end because they're not healthy and they're beating him. Yeah. So, yeah, like, that's th- this is a weird thing right now because if he's not going to be 100%, Dude, even though he gained, he he made up a point yesterday. Once again, if you're these guys and you're like looking at Jet and you're like, oh, he's unbeatable, but mm-hmm. then you go out and beat him and you can prove to yourself that you can beat him, you're like, oh, well, that wasn't that hard. That's the way you gain confidence for them, at least. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like any time they used to beat Eli. Like if they could beat him, they're like, oh, he is beatable. He, you know, and same thing with Stu. So yeah, like those guys got to capitalize on that thought. 
Like, hey, I know I can beat Dude. this guy, and we're in the same boat. Yeah, but they're still in trouble, man, because th- that veteran savvy by Jet, like, yesterday to go for, f- like, four laps and be like, all right, I'm not going to catch him. Screw it. Like, yeah, but I'm wh- still going to maintain the points lead. I'm going to yeah, even yeah. extend it. Oh, for I sure. Mean, I think I, I'm getting – I'm not disputing that. What I'm getting at is is that if he gets – keep, he can only go 2-2 so many times before he starts losing points is what I'm saying. I'm not I'm not taking away from anything what he did yesterday cuz he rode great and he did what he had to do and he was smart and he was looking ahead. My point is is that you can only go 2-2 cuz yeah, you know, let's yeah, be real. But in order to lose points someone has to go 1-1 and none of these guys seem like they can go 1-1. Well, let's talk when we're going to talk about that when we go to the other guys. There are some things though that were proved yesterday that all they need is a start. Yes. So what I'm saying is is that if those guys get that like with Levi mm-hmm. and I don't want to we'll talk about him when we get to like with Hunter if Hunter all of a sudden now, like, hey, I can get a decent start and I know that feeling, Hunter could go 1-1. I mean, he proved it fucking yesterday. So it's like, yes, you are right. You have to go 1-1. Well, he didn't prove it. He went 4-1. He didn't go 1-1. But he still won a moto, and he still okay. walked away from his brother, yeah. is, my, is my point. Michael Mosman won a moto last week, too. Yeah, but Mosman's was a little bit different, though, because he was 100%. Hunter did that while being sick. It's the same thing we're talking about with you with last week with Jet. Yeah, like, but, yeah, but see, here's the thing, dude. I don't, like... Comparing this when they're sick, like, okay, Jet's sick too. So if Jet goes back to 100%, is his top end speed faster? We don't know. Maybe. I don't know. So, like, there's still some questions here, but there's definitely, definitely like, a a peak, like a hierarchy here that, like, is not several riders wide. It's like Jet. It's almost like the food pyramid where it's, like, one at the top, and then you go down to two, and then you got three. So it's, like, Jet. And then it's like Hunter and Cooper. And then it's like Kitchen, Moseman. Kitchen whatever. proved to me yesterday that if he gets starts and if somehow he's not he's fucking, fucking sick, fast. his speed is just he's as... He's fucking fast. This is the guy that I was hyping up a lot and talking about like, hey, I have a lot of confidence in this This is dude. the guy that better jump the leap or I'm going to fucking just flame him on the show after Redbud. Yeah, so Jet... Jet I don't Two wanna, years I, of buildup. I don't want to talk too much about him before we actually get to him. Jet did what he had to do yesterday. He gained a point on his brother. I just think that we we got a little bit of an idea that even though Jet is not 100%, the fact that those guys... Because if they would have beat him while they were 100%, yeah, it'd be like, oh, well, yeah, he's not 100%. So I'm saying is is that it's it's promising for the rest of the summer to know that, guys, he's beatable. Oh, yeah. Because we knew last year he was beatable, but the thing, though, is, is that the one guy that beat... One of the guys that beat him isn't even there, and the other guy right now is not the same guy. So like when we were talking up here, like oh, like oh, he's gonna win all these races. We now have seen that he is beatable, and it's like you can beat him, and you can replicate that. Technically, we're still in the running. We could win twenty. No, I don't think. I think yesterday proved that that's not gonna we happen. Technically, could. Technically, yes. You are totally technically. One, you are one hundred percent right. Look, I'm about fifteen percent that we're gonna win twenty. Yeah, but by, I'm about seventy five percent that we're gonna win half. See, I'd, I. See if he goes to high point this weekend and he goes two two again, then yeah, like you're I'm still hundred percent he's going to win the title for sure. I still have him <laughs> win the title because right now Hunter is the only guy that's within striking distance. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, Jet did what he had to do. He gained a point. Um, it was just I, it was a little shocking to see that he could not make any ground in either moto. Yeah, so but again, even even though he was better this week than he was last week as far as like physical wise for what, you know, with mm. the sickness, he still was not jet on the podium. No, but neither was Hunter and yeah, neither I was know. Levi. Yeah. So well, that's my- Hunter 
Hunter was a weird one because Hunter to me didn't watch look the Michael Lindsay video and you he bu- looked. I was gonna say on the podium itself, he didn't. It wasn't a bunch different in my opinion. Levi looked fucking terrible. Levi though. did look terrible. Levi, She's, I was like, holy shit! Like I said, he looked like what he, Jet did last. week. I was gonna week. say he was exactly like Jet last week. Where but I was then like, the thing, how the, the fuck did you just do that? But then to think that he did that, you're like, how the fuck did you do that? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, let's just you know we talked about Jet jump in Hunter. Yep. So Hunter goes four one. Got two fucking starts, overall. man. Gotta get a start. Gotta, gotta start. Can we just talk about those two winning at life too? I seen the whole Dumb and Dumber oh thing. Oh my up god, there. fucking amazing! I don't like the orange gear, the blue gear, the baby blue gear that Hunter was rocking. The whole dope. setup for both of them was yep. fucking amazing. I just would fucking say awesome. if you're gonna do it, I know you can't do it with a helmet because you have to have the Red Bull design. Do the do orange boots and blue boots. Go all the. They all had them. The, no, Hunter. I'm saying totally. Hunter's boots weren't totally baby blue. I'm talking about were the they ba- white too? They were. There was a white with oh. accent. I'm saying go the full blue. Hunter's boots were blue, but they weren't the same all the way though. I'm saying go full on. Do you remember SG12s, the Garnet blue boots? The S the, they yeah. had that. I'm saying go the full blue. So you're literally baby blue from top to bottom outside of the helmet because you can't. Did do Did you that. see the video they did too, where Jet pulled up on the scooter or whatever? No. Yeah. So because they did it, they did the Dumb and Dumber thing. <laughs> they were they were wearing Red Bull bicycle helmets mountain bike helmets or whatever and yeah he pulled up on the scooter next to hunter right walking down the road and then hunter gets on and he like puts his helmet on backwards and all this shit's fucking funny and they're like wobbling around and everything i forget who it was but somebody commented and they were like well the best part is is jet didn't even have to try that hard to ride that shitty it's just how he is and i'm like that's awesome look all i'll say is since you're rocking the all like those very like neon colors I'm going to be super pissed if Jet or Hunter, but I would see Jet doing this first, doesn't rock that all pink shit. Because Tom VL was rocking this last week in Renee. Mm. There's an all literally like super pink, like mm-hmm. almost like, what? what is the, it's not fluorescent, like floral pink. Okay. Tom VL was rocking it in Renee last week. The Alpine stars? Yeah. The all pink mm. stuff. If Jet or Hunter doesn't rock that at one point this year, I'm going to be super upset. Yeah. I'm like, sure. I'm sure Hunter will. Yeah, Hunter I wanna, likes I that stuff. See Jet doesn't give a shit. Jet yeah, he doesn't really care, whatever. which is really weird because you figured. But Jet. Hunter will wear it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, no, but got a good start. Yeah, he got a good start, and that, that as soon as he got that start, I was like, well, he's gonna win this. God, he looked good. Yep. yep. Not to say he doesn't ever look good, but it's like harness that feeling. We talk about with Chase being pissed. Hunter, harness that feeling, and now you can replicate it. Yeah. I, I mean, I think he'll win more this year. Oh, for sure, I do too. He's just got to get off the line. Yeah. Like and, he proved that if he gets because we all knew he could win. But we just didn't know because he's done it before. Not a lot, but he did it before outdoors. Yeah. But he hadn't done it in a while outside of Southwick last year. And you could just chalk that up to, hey, he's just a sand guy. Mm-hmm. So we kind of knew he could, but we hadn't seen it in a while. So now it's like, oh, now if he gets a start, he's proved he can win and he can do it handily. Mm-hmm. Just got to replicate that. Whatever you did differently. <laughs> just do it the same. Just do it the same, bro. So... Um, so kitchen goes one five for chef three. cooked up some. The chef got a new recipe, baby. God, dude, that first moto was so good, so good. Even being one of the biggest Levi Kitchen supporters out there that I know of, I was shocked that he walked away from Jet and everybody else the way you he did. and me both. And there was at one point Jet started cutting into it a little bit, and Levi's just like, and I was like, okay, here we go, Jet's going. Yeah, because he got it down to like what two point three or two point four. Yeah, it was something because I was watching. I was watching that real carefully to see because he was Levi was at the end of the mechanic section and Jet was just coming mm-hmm. exiting the corner, so he could see him. Yeah, so I I I started watching that real carefully. The times like every 
two seconds I was looking up just seeing, you know, like if it changed and it started to creep down. I was like, okay, here we go. Mm. And then all of a sudden, nope. Levi so, just walked. Levi just And can we ta- can we talk about how much lower body strength that fucking kid has? A lot. Oh, my God. Dude, when he rides that thing, he looks like he's riding a bicycle. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, that staircase section into that wall that they were, like, banging through and Honestly, then doubling up I'm over. I'm surprised nobody died on that section. Well, I think, yeah, it was, ske- like, if you would have faced it. The first moto looked like it was more sketchy than the second Barsha, moto. Barsha, of course, the one fucking person, he faced the top of it and just. <laughs> but, like, if you would have faced it head on, yeah, it would have pitched you forward. But I think that it helped if even when you hung the front wheel, it didn't drop off as hard. So you yeah. just kind of roll. But you watch Levi, though, man, and he was, like, he was doing. So, like, a lot of people were rolling off that first one and then bouncing in it and then preloading over. He was, like, riding the rear wheel and then just, like, oh, I'm just going to preload and, like, bunny hop over the top. And he was just getting the rear wheel over the top so he could set it down on the backside. You're like, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? How do you what? How do you do that? Where did that come from? God, that kid's so fun to watch ride, man. Yep. Um Well, he proved that if he gets started, Star, he can yeah. win. When he yanked that start, I was like, huh, they've been working on starts this week. And dude, like even the second moto, even though he got fifth, I think and maybe I'm just hoping, maybe I'm wrong. I think that he spent a little bit too much time behind Joe. I think if he would have zapped Joe earlier, I honestly believe he would have gotten, he would have caught Cooper. Yeah. Which means I think, because he would have also passed Moseman in the process. Yep. I think if he wouldn't have spent so much time around Joe, because you look at his lap times, he probably would have been on the box. He probably would have been third, Mm -hmm. because he was definitely, he was faster than Moseman and Cooper. Oh, yeah. I just think he spent too much time. I was, I, Pleasantly was surprised because I thought he gassed himself after that first moto. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, he's yeah, gonna come out the too. second moto and have nothing. Just be flat. No, he was not flat. Nope. And can we talk about that outside line he was using at the bottom of the hill? Oh yeah. Then he got around, around Joe. Oh yeah. Just like a hundred feet off the track. Fucking just up camera go out it. here. God, dude, the kid's so fun to watch ride. Yeah, that was good. That was really, really good. Uh Justin Cooper goes three three for fourth. I mean He's doing well. It's better. How far do we think he is off of being 100%? Did you see all the stock shit he had on his bike last week? Yeah, stock, 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 everything. I heard, like, the sprocket was, like, a supply issue. Like, they just wanted to run that those that tooth sprocket, and they didn't have whatever they run, Vortex or whatever it is. So, but... Do we think that if he's already... Because we know he's not 100%. Like, we can hate on Cooper all we want. We know he's not 100%. Maybe by mid-season he is, but... Do you think if he's... Do you... Because I don't think it's going to matter points wise, but do you think that if he gets back to a hundred percent mid season, he can? I think he can make this thing a little bit more interesting. Because he knows he, how to win. I think he's going to be too far out of it. No, 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 not points point. wise oh. to fuck up. Oh, what well, Jet and yeah, what's going I think on he'll start winning. Okay, at yeah, some yeah, point. that's my point. He's dude. It's it's Jet and Hunter. It's, yeah, it's those two. Oh, it's, yeah. it's thirty eight points back. Oh yeah, it's those two. But I just mean it's kind of like, hey man, I'm going to start winning, and this mm-hmm. is going to screw up what you guys have going. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, dude. You, if I were to give a number, he's he can't be more than eighty percent. No, so no, but yeah, I give I say that too. Yeah, at some point, I think he could start winning unless Jet just starts going on a run here. But see, I don't think that's going to happen, though, man. I just I don't, don't. I mean, I don't know. I, like I said, I'm only about fifteen uh, percent that we're going to yeah. win twenty yeah. anymore. So yep. Um. All right. Uh. So Schmota goes seven six for fifth. I mean, this I is, thought he would have been better. This is the Joe that we kind of, you know. But I thought with the way he rode last week. Yeah, you would think. But, eh, whatever. Yeah. Still good. I mean, dude, all... It's, it's all, a Joe, very Joe Schmoda ride. All three of Myrtle's boys are one, two, three in points. One, two, three. Yep. Fuck I mean, awesome. I don't see Joe... 
I don't see Joe keeping on to that third after high point, but it's just funny that Myrtle's guys are literally one, two, three. So he's signed for World Supercross, right? Joe? <laughs> oh, you would oh, have you to gotta think, think so. Because no if we way go to, he's not. could you? Is Japan one of them? Is that a is that a venue? I feel like it was. If Japan is one of the venues, holy crap! There's no way Kawasaki doesn't let Shimoda ride World. Just Myrtle would just be like, I don't fucking care what you want, and yeah. you figure a way around it. But what I'm saying is, is if Japan is one of the stops and Joe rides World Supercross, oh yeah, dude, the marketing you could do around that, mm-hmm. holy shit, oh yeah, but yeah, no, he's just been he's just been doing Joe Schmota things. Yep, pretty much. Um, Styles goes six seven for sixth. <laughs> I'm gonna lay off of him. All right, for a while. <laughs> Two great weeks. Two. Two weekends in a row, he's been seventh. Yep. He's finishing motos. He's not going down. I don't know who the hell over at Husky decided to let him go, considering your other option is Jalik. I'm going to lay off for him for a while, because the last two weekends, I have to give him credit. He has been consistent. I don't think they decided to let him go. Well, I think he decided to leave. Yeah, I'm just okay. I, not decided. Didn't not we talk letting, about this? Yeah, RJ not went letting fishing too, and they not told letting RJ him no. go. Not deciding to letting him go. Not fighting harder. I guess you could say. Yeah, because I would assign him over Jalik. <sighs> sure. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he's he's been better than Jalik. Yeah. So. So um, all right. Uh, Moseman goes thirteen four for after seven. getting the fastest qualifier. Mosman doing Mosman things. Mosman things. Jesus. Fucking A. I don't, guy. I don't know what else you can say about that dude. There's nothing you can say. It's just. He's always going to get his own way. He overthinks things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> overthinks them way too much. He's way yeah. too Way, way too, too analytical. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Matt LeBlanc goes uh, 10-9 for eighth, and he's in for the. He's yep, in now. He's in now, which was, I think was a smart idea. Any conspiracy theories on why he's staying in? I don't really have anything off the top of my head. The only thing I can think of is is that his speed impressed Bobby Regan at Hangtown more than I thought than I think he thought he was going to be. Okay. And then I think that they kind of realize that's like, what's the fucking point of dropping back down to the amateurs anyways? Yeah. But he had speed that second moto, which mm-hmm. I tried to think if I had recalled if he had ever been to Thunder Valley, and then I was like, oh yeah, he's probably been there for a regional. He was fast that second moto. Yeah. I mean, dude. He I mean, was, he's battling inside the top ten, dude. Then you can't argue. about I mean, that. all five, all all the star dudes at one point were in the top ten. All five of them finished in the, the first moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, uh, Hammaker five fifteen. Is this the heat fade? No, the second moto. Is, oh, the second moto is when he crashed Thrasher. with Thrasher. Oh, do you want to tell me how good Thrasher is? Do you want to spend twenty minutes Did telling you see me the first how moto? stupid I am Did about you see Thrasher? The first? He came from forty. Hold on, we'll get we'll get there. We'll get there. The second moto obviously was not Thrasher's fault. No, that was a weird. It was Seth's fault. Yeah, he yeah he probably Seth, should have let off. Yeah, yeah, it was Seth's fault. So no, uh, I mean the first moto was good. The second moto was just him being fucking stupid. Yeah, that was that was kind of dumb. At least no, he got the, up from that though. The first moto, well, Nate didn't though. No, Nate's hurt. Yeah, that was bad. So um, no, Seth was good the first moto. The second moto, I think he would have been around the same. Like he would have probably been sixth or seventh. So no, man, he just Seth has got to make it through half the season, and I think that three. three How does Seth always have these? Or I'm sorry, not Seth. How does Nate always have these things happen to him in outdoors? I mean, last year, Volan cuts over on him, and the fucking rollers just completely annihilates him. It's because he's terrible starts. He's working through the trash. It starts at, dude, he was like 38th off the line the first moto. 
That's why coming from, and we'll get to him, like that first moto was actually impressive because we talk about Christian Craig did. Dude, Nate literally came from like 39th to 8th. That's fucking impressive. I don't care who you are. After qualifying fifth, he backed that up because I was like, oh, here we go again. Like, great and like his qualifying is pretty good, and then he's not going to back it up. And then when I looked at the results, and I was like, dude, he came back to fucking eighth. There was at one point he was like a minute down Hmm. from the top five. Interesting. But no, Seth, he's just got to make it through the halfway point because if he can make it through the halfway point, no, I mean, fifth is fifth's good. Yeah, I forgot he crashed that second moto because I was like, oh, man, here we go. The heat fade. No, he didn't fade. Um, All right. uh, Romano, 913 for 10th. Just kind of just where, yeah 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 he, little surprise his, start, his starts weren't as good yesterday were they they were good the, I don't remember the first being moto was front. average the second moto no I, say, I don't remember him being up front like he has been was surprise leblanc beat him that doesn't uh, happen often yeah pierce brown goes 11 12 for 11th did uh, you see his bike did you see practice yeah that was one thing i did see when i was kind of watching it and i, I was, was like, just what? like what happened there? yeah they couldn't get it out of there yeah. i don't know if that drainage ditch like literally like made a v so like the front wheel and back t- like they were, i don't know that was weird that was just weird they couldn't get it out of there uh still picking him for winning a moto <laughs> God, I don't know, man. God, I'm gonna go no. Fucking rough. I'm gonna go no. Um, all right, so now we'll start skipping around a little bit. Uh, Derek Kelly got tenth in the second moto. Good job for him. Privateer, legit 10th. privateer, legit, legit privateer. I hope yep. you have the guy that finished eleventh after him that second moto. Joe Zianatsky. Remember we talked yep. about him? Yep. Was same thing. Like he's actually even more privateer than Derek Kelly is. Yeah. He's not even on a team. Yeah. At least Kelly's on that AEO squad that's got some backing. Yeah. You don't see privateers hovering around the top 10 in the 250 class no. ever. So that is a Derek Kelly, man. Like, he's legit. Mm-hmm. We always bag on him for being up and down, but he's been he's pretty been consistent. Better, uh, yeah, this year. Um, yep. All right. Uh, Voling has a DNS 8, but I think it's more of a DNF 8. He went down on the start. That was what oh, happened. Oh, did he? he went, like, if you go back and you watch, because, like, uh, what was it? They had a camera on Stanky. And then you watch Stanky come across the line, and then you see a guy cartwheeling. Mm. That was Voland. Huh. Voland literally went down within the first 25 feet, that first moto. So that was him cartwheeling through the air. I don't okay. know what happened to him. I don't know if like somebody crossed over on him. I'd assume so, because he was literally all the way on the outside. I say, we was saying a bike problem, but a bike problem would happen if you... Cartwheel. Cartwheel. Yeah, no, that was what happened to him. Okay. Uh, then Thrasher goes 8 DNS. This would be where you tell me how good Thrasher is. You don't think coming from dead last to eight the first moto is good? I mean, that's not bad, but then... And the second that, moto wasn't his fault. Yeah, that was, I mean, that's some weird shit. And, and he qualified. got powerbombed by that bike. Did you watch that? Yeah. Holy shit. I will be shocked if we see if we see him next weekend. Yeah, I don't think we're going to. Qualified good, though. Qualified fifth. That was impressive. He's not really a qualifying guy. Yeah. Outdoors. No, that was just... I mean, dude, the same thing as a few different... It's like the same thing with Craig, like... His results yesterday, obviously the second moto were not indicative of how good he was riding, but it's the same thing I always have with Nate. His starts are fucking garbage. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you on a star bike get twentieth place starts. Which if I remember if I remember in Supercross. Can we just say maybe he just sucks at fucking starts? Period. He does. End of discussion. But were his starts this bad in Supercross though? I don't feel like they were great because his but results were, aren't great. But were they <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that's true. Whereas I don't remember His results aren't great and look. I was nervous that I was wrong on this because of the way you guys treated me in Supercross. And then I was listening to some other stuff from some other people, and they were saying the same shit. And I was like, all right, I'm not wrong on this. I just have a correct opinion, and you guys are wrong. I don't think I'm wrong on it. If if your speed is there but your starts are shit, that is a part of it. So that is not good. But my thing is, is his speed is not the issue. His starts are the issue. If you tell me that he gets a 10th place start all the time, he's going to be running up front. 
It's just you what never happens. all the speed in the world. If you can't get to the front because you can't get a fucking start off the gate, well, then somehow it does he you got zero good. Somehow I don't know how the fuck he got to the. He did what he did in that first moto though. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I'm still gonna stand by. He's Nate has the speed to do well. His starts. I just don't understand how you get bad starts on that star bike. I don't know either. It's wild. Well, shit. Um, okay, so scrolling down through here now, I don't really have anything. Uh, Jalik goes 36 DNS. Don't care about Jalik. I don't want to talk about him. <laughs> he doesn't do anything. Fuck that guy. He doesn't do anything. Why would we talk about him? It's not worth it. He doesn't do anything. He is like the most, I don't want to say worthless because I don't like you, but he's the most worthless factory 250 guy there is. And then when Jet Reynolds jumps into there, then Jet will take that spot. <laughs> Maybe. What if Jet's just like no, just gets no, in and he no, just starts no. hucking off finishes, no, and no. Jalik just maintains what he's no, doing. I mean, no, no, no. We don't have any data on Jet yet. Well, we do. He we have data on he him. Cr- he broke his wrist in press day in his first Supercross. We have data. Uh, we do. We I think do. We're, I think he's going to be back for Southwick, which is not a great track to come back for your first. National. That's a good good idea. Yeah, great idea. I would wait first I'd pro have, national. You're going to Southwick. Yeah, I'd have waited a few yeah. rounds. Um. Preston Kilroy was back, but he came back from a bad injury. When is your other boy coming back there? Schwartz? Suzuki? Yeah. Uh, I heard Redbud. Okay. All uh, right. God, I can't wait for that. Um, when's Mumford coming back? Is he alive? <laughs> he's alive. Uh, is he? Apparently he got no injured idea. at the end of Supercross. That's why he's not. No idea. I have no idea. Um, I don't know anything about it. Who else uh, Who else can, can I think of? Ty Masterpool obviously wasn't. Uh, hasn't raced the last two weekends because he's dealing with that wrist issue. Mm-hmm. Trying to think of who else was in there. Um, yeah, there really isn't anything else. It's a bunch of privateers that we don't really know much about. Prebula got went 38-26. Not yeah, as that was an off day. Yeah, that was off. Um, Doesn't this chick do OnlyFans? No, I think we so. talked about? Yeah, All I think right. so. Okay. This is what Cole said. I think so. Probably high pace for shit. I don't know. I've known Prebula since he was a kid. He's a good. He's a good dude. Um, he'd be a good person to uh, get on the show. Look, there's nothing bad about your chick selling toe picks to put you through racing. Okay, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> that's that's literally not a dig. Uh, I'm literally like, no, all right, I know. cool. I know. Uh, no, I'm trying to think of anybody else off the top of my head that like really shocked me, and I can't really, I can't really think of anybody else. I mean, I know a lot of the guys that were like 10 to 20, but like none of them really had two solid motos. Mm-hmm. Outside of Derek Kelly and Josiah Natsky, like that was that was impressive. All right, we're on to high point. Um, yeah, okay. Uh who do you think improves for high point in both classes and who wins? Well, Jet is gonna win. What the Oh, you're only doing this because you have to stand by the fact that you said he's gonna win twenty motos. After he if he when that stops, are you gonna start picking someone else? Because I'm sorry, Jet is not winning out and he's not gonna win twenty motos. He only has one more moto to drop. So Jet's gonna go one one, okay, and win. Sure, okay, all right, okay. I'm just I know you're only doing that because you have to. Stand How by. are you gonna argue this? Because he didn't Euro go. Euro style track. Hunter's a Euro, and Levi Kitchen has the perfect style for it. We could have literally the same thing happen again. Levi wins the first moto. Jet gets second. Nah, Jet's gonna be like eighty to ninety percent next week. So what happens so if Levi? What happens if, speed? What happens if Levi go. is eighty to ninety percent and gets another start? Eh, nah, it's fine. It's fine. Jet's yeah. gonna go one one. Sure, you okay. said that at Thunder Valley and it didn't happen. Jet's gonna go one one. Okay, whatever. Well, I thought Jet would be one hundred percent this weekend, and we weren't, and we went two two, and we still extended our points lead. So also, we are fine. He also got beat by two dudes that aren't one hundred percent either. Yeah, but those two dudes also didn't do as well the second moto, so we still extended our points lead. We are just fine by a point. We are 
we extended the points lead. By a point. Doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. By a point. I was literally explaining this to a kid at the track yesterday. The only time you need to cross the finish line first is the last lap. Okay? You outside, also- of, outside of that, let that sketchy motherfucker in front of you swerve all over the track. Kay. Final corner, put him on the ground, and then go f- win. Okay. That's it. No problem. Yeah, he's so not Jack goes 1-1. One, one. Sure. Okay. Not going to happen, but all right. I really wish Marv was racing because this would make my picks so much easier for the 450s. Mm. I guess I'm going to have to go with Kenny. Okay. I think Kenny is going to win. 1-1? One, one. Sure. Keep in mind, it might literally be a full-on mutter this weekend. Well, then that just uh, at that point, I'm making zero predictions. Not even taking Jet for a one-one. Nope, <laughs> nope. Because anything could. I actually, happen. especially there when's the last in time, the clay. Do we know? How, I know Jet knows how to ride the mud. Obviously, he's, he's he grew up in Europe, but like, if we actually Jet will be excellent in the mud. No, like this is a legit question. I'm being a hundred percent honest right now. Have we actually seen Jet ride a legit mutter yet? That was 100% girl? honesty coming from me, too. He's not. He's not. No. He will no. be fantastic. Have you mud. ever seen Jet ride the mud? I'm I'm seriously asking this question right now. Have I ever seen it? Have we actually seen. Have we had a mutter yet where he's been a part of an actual legit mutter? I don't think so, because we didn't have a mutter last year, did we? Oh. The only one I can think of was his rookie year at Loretta's that first weekend. And he, like, I don't even remember. He got like eighth or ninth. Yeah, that I was don't his know. Rookie, so that wasn't a good. Uh, what were you saying? Last. What? What? Did we have a mutter last year no. outdoors? No. I don't think we did. I don't know. If we have a mutter this weekend, I don't fucking know who wins. Because I'm sorry, I don't. I'm not pi- taking a guess either. I'm out. But if everything's fine, Kenny wins. Dude, Honda's just going to keep rolling this. Yeah, okay. Overall thing. Yeah, okay. Uh, 250s. Um, I think Hunter gets the overall. Hunter got his first win here in the States at High Point. He's good there. Boo. No, I think actually probably the same thing happens again. I think that, I think Levi, I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to stand on Levi's going to keep getting starts, going to win the first moto. Jet's going to get second. Hunter's going to win the second moto. Jet's going to get second. Dude, that's fine. We'll go 2-2 the rest of the year and fucking just win this fucking championship going 2-2. Yeah, it also doesn't look really good when you have to explain to people, how'd you win that championship? Oh, I dungeed it. Uh, 450s. No, no, we didn't dungey. Yeah, you did. We won three motos. Dungy still actually won- it'll probably Dungy's be five still- because we'll win both motos at Paula at the end of the year too because we're really fucking good there. <laughs> yeah, so we'll have won five motos and gone two two the rest of the year. Yeah, sick. I mean, that's I'm a Dungy thing, man. Dungy did that when he, you know, he he did that before. Sick. We're in. Uh, cash yeah. check still cashes. Cool story, bro. Cool check story. still cashes. Uh, I think Hunter gets the overall at high point. Um, and four fifties. I got to see another weekend on a Kenny. I walked back everything I said, but I got to see another weekend. You know what? Eli's really fucking good at, at high point when he's on. Him and Marv, that 2017 battle was oh, intense. Yeah. I really wish Marv was racing. So do I. This is bullshit. You ever think you would say that? No. It's crazy. No. I miss the guy, though. He's so fun because he's so fun to watch ride. Um, I'm going to say Eli wins the overall. He's, hmm. dude, he is really good at high point. I'm not going to lie. Hunter's brother is a fucking good rider. Oh, right? my God. No, I think, I think Hunter, I think Hunter wins the overall. Jet gets second in overall. And then I think Eli. I think Eli and Kenny are one two, and I don't know what Chase gets because if it's a mutter this weekend, dude, and I'll even say that if I think that's what happens when it's a mutter, I don't know what Chase is going to do because High Point is a High Point is not it's not an easy track, mm-hmm. and I don't know if Chase has a lot of success at High Point over the years. I don't know either. I know his big struggle. He keeps talking about it. It's sand. Oh, dude, then he's going to fucking hate three rounds after it. Well. He wants to be better at it, so his goal is to he be better at it. it. It's weird, too, because his technique is perfect, 
and he, he rides that edge. So mm-hmm. you would think that would be the perfect combination for Sam. If that's the case, I didn't know that. He better hope he has the points lead when we go to Southwick. We'll see. Because if he doesn't have the points at Southwick, he's going to lose a ton. I, I know that one is circled on his calendar for I'm going to oh, he's not try to South. do better there yeah, he than what winning. I have. Yeah, but he, he also said that he hasn't ever done this well at Thunder Valley. So he was pumped on that because he's never even been on the box or yeah. even sniffed it oh, at no, no, Thunder no. Valley. It's, it's a good start. So, I'm, just, I'm just telling you right now, I would be shocked if he's even on the box at Southwick. Yeah, well, I don't know. We'll see. Especially, like I said, if, if Kyroli's still there, Eli, we know what Eli does there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Eli, Hunter gets the, Eli and Hunter get the overalls. Um, I don't really have anything else. I don't either, man. I don't either. If we got some questions answered, we still have some other questions. Uh, okay. That, that'll be the last thing I had in the show. What questions do you want? If there's one question you could have that you want answered for both classes, what would it be? Ooh, okay. So... I guess the big question here uh, is going to be what happens with Chase rebounding here mm. from a kind of yeah weekend. And um, the other thing is going to be... I don't know. Do you have any questions in 250s? Because that'd be your 450 question. Not really. I mean, I don't really have a question of, is Jack going to win again? Because he's well, we going to win. Of course he's going to win. He's going to win. So, that, so win. that's not really a thing. And I mean, it's funny because you just go with a weekend where he goes 2-2 and you're like, oh man, like what, what's happening here? You know? No, no, because you have to play in the circumstances. Yeah. I would just put so much emphasis on that because the guys that beat him were also sick themselves. If they yeah. were 100%, It'd be like, well, we know what happens when Jet's going to be 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the 250 class, I mean, I guess we'll just see how Kitchen backs it up here from, you know, winning and then getting mm-hmm. on an overall box. We'll just see what happens here, how he backs it up. But then again, if he has some of the stuff that this, the, like the Lawrence brothers and people do, like that could be lingering still next week. So, yeah, I would say, I would say my questions for the 250 class is. Uh, because nothing against Mosman, I don't think he gets another win this year. So that's why, even though it was impressive at Hangtown, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Uh, have these three separate? Like we know Jet and Hunter, but has Levi put himself in that argument as not points because he's too far back already, but is now he solidified himself as, hey, if this guy gets starts, yeah, is he because it was so impressive what he did the first moto? If he would have won yeah. by one second, I'd be like, well, he won. But Jet caught him, and it just ran out of time. But because he won by what he did, has he solidified himself? Is like, okay, he's the guy that's going to disrupt. Yeah, so we basically have the same question. Is he going to rebound yeah. and like do well yes. again, or was this a one-time a thing? flash yep, yep, in the yep, pan yep. type thing? Yep. yep. Okay. So that's my question for the 250, so we're kind of on board with that. And my 450s is not so much Chase. I just want to know. Did just was Kenny feeling something yesterday, or can he go back to 2016 Kenny? Yeah, that's my question for him. Because if he goes out to high point this weekend and he just gets like third or fourth and gets whooped by 45 seconds, it's like, well, whatever. Mm-hmm. But if he leaves the points with a points lead, game on, boys. Yep, game fucking on. Yep. So yeah. All right, cool. Well, this has been episode number 205. Thanks to our sponsors, Energy Fuel, Premier Custom Trailers, TLR Coatings, Alias Sport, Holster Code, Dirt Bike Depot, 
JT Cycle, Adept Creative Co., Gutterworks, Isaac Nelson Designs, and Clutch Media. Links for everything in the description down below. Pick up some merch. Buy some on Amazon to help support us. Like, subscribe, comment, share. Leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you're, you're listening to the podcast. And uh, we will be back next week to talk High Point results.